America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. The following episode deals with serious themes involving discussions of 9-11, miscarriages, and infancy loss. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 165 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm either Flitwick or Hagrid, so it just depends. And I said Hagrid real weird. Neither one are very good choices. <laughs> it just depends on what <laughs> what Discord wants me to be that day. Uh. Oh, and you know what? This episode is sponsored by Becca Gulata. Becca, thank you so much You're the MVP. for sponsoring. Thank Becca, you yes. so the much. Best. But, but quite literally, the... The MVP and and Becca, your your episode is um, quite an adventure, and, and we haven't even started. So yeah, congrats to you. <laughs> Today we will be discussing the first half of Chapter Twenty Five of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the Beetle at Bay. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you are ready to creep your way into the details Ooh, before so we I begin. Creep. Yeah, Megan. Yeah. Tell us something special. Uh, well, <laughs> I just want to welcome everybody to Spotify because this is the first week we are exclusive. Yeah. What's up, Spotify? Hey. So for those of you who are listening, thank you for either already having listened to us here or thank you for switching over. We appreciate you so much. Um, Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If anyone listens to the Alan Cox show up in Cleveland, he has this button he pushes that goes, exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> Why don't we have cool buttons? I know, right? I know, we have so Discord. Cool. <laughs> let's let's do that. I want one that says, like, the stuff from the Family Guy episode. <laughs> 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 oh, it's going to be a good one. 
It's going to be a good one. So um, I also wanted to do a little shout out to Swish and Flick's YouTube channel. I don't know if everybody knows that we have a YouTube channel, but we do. And we're going to be posting weekly videos every Thursday for you guys. Um, the one that just posted as of when we are recording is me and Katie putting together the Hogwarts Express Lego. Um, Sarah and Tiffany have also done cooking videos <clears throat> of them making the different butterbeers that Universal offers. Um, and we've got other ideas that we're circulating. So just make sure that you go over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. Yes, Sarah. Um, I watched the one. So <clears throat> this is like two weeks ago. We put out a movie more. Um, the one of like our last day in New York. And mm-hmm. it like abruptly. Cuts I know. Off, and, yeah. like, oh, and someone's like, that was a major cliffhanger. I know. Um, we like, well. made me laugh because it was like the day that we we only flew to New York for like a night and we were supposed to fly home that Sunday in case anybody cares about the backstory. Yeah. And then our flight got canceled because there's horrible so or horrible rainstorms and we drove oh, all through the man. night to get back home. Yeah, so I was editing that and I was like, uh we just like didn't vlog anymore because we were so angry about the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like our flight got canceled. We're in line to figure it out. End of video, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll for later. Obviously, we're back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah thank yeah. goodness um, that was. I am real glad I didn't go on that trip. That was fun. <laughs> yep. I will say though that video of us at the Cauldron in New York City was so much fun to edit, and if oh anybody. God is looking to watch something and remember the times before COVID and just have fun watching a video on YouTube. I loved the video of us at the cauldron. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm ridiculous. If you want to see Megan and Sarah, really, and Katie, we all had a couple of drinks in us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For reals. We had a good time. Yeah. 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 It was fun watching it again. I know. Well, I was good like, for you. I just like, I know. I was thinking like, they should come to Cleveland. <laughs> the sky but. outside right now looks like our Instagram filter, and I think it's really cool. Oh, it's like purple. It's purple. Super pretty. Really? Um, yeah. Mm. I'll try to snap a picture. So I have two other little weekly profits. They're not super involved, though. So first up, I did want to say that Mina Lima is dropping the first Harry Potter and the Philosopher's slash Sorcerer's Stone book that they designed. Um and they it's coming out October 9th I think Um, but you can pre-order it by the time this comes out it will be out Uh, I love Mina Lima's work so this is like my little shout out to them I just they were the graphic designers in case anybody doesn't know at this point because I know I've talked about them a lot they're the graphic designers (laughs) on the films all the way from the first one to the last one and they and for the um and fantastic universal and for universal Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. yeah um so they have illustrated and designed a version of sorcerer's stone um and if anybody has ever gotten there, uh, they have like a Peter Pan book, Alice in Wonderland, The Little Mermaid. They do these really cool, like involved, illustrated chapter books that have like little items that you can like take out. And I'm assuming that they're going to have like little, you know, like little paper. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
you know, like I'm, I bet you they'll have like Harry's ticket and stuff, you know, like you can like take mm. things out, look at it, see what it looked like. Oh, and like, like all those pop, little memorabilia not a pop things. Up book, but like, yeah, like little hidden ditties. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that it's going to be beautiful. Hidden diddykins. I pre-ordered it like months ago, actually to the point where it's getting delivered to our friend's house in Kent where we used to live. That's how long ago oh my I pre-ordered gosh. it. But I can't update the address because I'll lose my price. So like what, mm. shout out to Amazon because they do like pre-order price guarantee so you're guaranteed to get the lowest price that right. the book has ever gone um <clears throat> but if i update it i like lose that so i'm like well it's just gonna get delivered there and i'll get it when i'm in town so um <laughs> just search mina lima harry potter and the sorcerer's stone or harry potter and the philosopher's stone and it'll come up it is gorgeous um yes. so gorge and then something else so that happened that i think is pretty cool is in Leicester Square in London, that's they in London. are what? That's in London. That's in London. They're having a scenes in the square trail that is going to be around through 2023. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah, to say. <clears throat> and there, um, <laughs> there are statues in the square for Paddington Bear, Mary Poppins, mm. even Mr. Bean, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> um, oh, me. <laughs> But they just unveiled a Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone one, and it's Harry riding his Nimbus 2000. Um, so cute. It is so cute. It It is, you know, modeled after Dan in the first book and one of the Quidditch scenes, and it is Aww. super cute. And I really hope that we get out there to see it before it's gone. So that's all I got. Yeah. Okay. It's time for the... Roll, 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 recap. I love this. That was great. Did I scare you? For anyone who doesn't know, we're recording this on October 1st, so we're all feeling extra spooky. Super spooky. spooky. I feel exactly like I did yesterday when it was September 30th. I don't. I have pumpkin running through my veins. Same. Same. (laughs) What is blood? I have pumpkin sauce. So last time, everybody's back at Hogwarts. Harry lands a date with Cho. Woo woo! Go Harry! Go Harry! But he can only ride that high for mm. so long because he has his first Aquamancy lesson with Snape. And it does not go very well. So after filling in Ron and Hermione about what happened, he really just wants to go to bed because his scar is killing him. He doesn't feel good. And he finds out why because Voldemort is super stoked about something. <laughs> it's not good. He He's, sure is happy. He's super happy. Super <laughs> Y'all, there's some breaking news, and it is serious. Um, so there's been some breakouts from Azkaban and a death at St. Mungo's. You know, same old, same old. Hagrid is on probation, so it's for learning. And Numbridge now has made another rule, basically to silence teachers from speaking to students about anything that doesn't relate to the subject that they teach. Um, and with nothing else to bring him joy, Harry throws himself into the Da meetings. And really, so does Neville, who gets remarkably better. Harry is still doing his mind lessons with uh, Snape, <laughs> but it's not going great. And before we know it, it's Valentine's Day. Anybody got a date? Not me. Never had a date. <laughs> I'm going out with Maddie. Poor Katie. Katie, I'll take you on a date. Katie, Thank we'll you. get dates together. I'll 
I'll date you as well. You know what? I'm just going to throw dates at you. <laughs> I have had figs, though. Like, real figs. I have had a date. You ever had a fig? Marty they can have dates, dude. What did Marty put in those dates? Cream cheese? Do you cheese? remember that? Something? I don't know. Something fancy. And they were better than I expected. Some kind of cheese? Probably. They were stuffed dates. And he's like, no, you have to try. And I was like, I don't really care for that. And he said, uh, it's taste day. And so I tasted it, and it wasn't bad. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Long story short, let's talk about Harry Potter. So where we left off last time was Harry found out that Voldemort was the happiest he had been in 14 years, my friends. That's a long time to not smile. And so the next day at breakfast, Harry finds out why. So Hermione, being the student that she is, receives the Daily Prophet. And so she opens it up, and as soon as she smooths it out, on the table, the front page, she sees it, and she gives out a yelp. And everyone in the area stares at her, and both Ron and Harry are like, um, what? So the answer is right in front of them. There were ten black and white pictures, nine showing wizard's faces, and the tenth one was of a witch. The Be pe- the witch! <laughs> Be a witch! <laughs> so... Yeah. The black and white pictures, the people in them, they're jeering and some are tapping on their frames. So they're like taunting, if you will. Each picture had a caption in the person's name and the crime they committed that earned them their lovely stay in Azkaban, or as we like to say here on Swish and Flick, Azkaban. Azkaban. It's nice to read that word again. Priz. <laughs> and it took me that long to to register what you said. <laughs> I call it whispers. Said I think that's what they call it in puffs. Oh, it was puffs. God, yeah. I gotta watch that again. <laughs> so the paper reads as such. Antonin Dolohov read the legend beneath the wizard with a long, pale, twisted face. This dude sucks. All right. Mm-hmm. But like quite He's literally, well, none of the them worst. are great. No, well, no, but, yeah, but I particularly well, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So his picture is sneering up at Harry. He was convicted of the brutal murders of Gideon and Fabian Pruitt. There's Augustus Brookwood. Do you want to say who those people are? Augustus Gloop. Do Augustus you see Gloop. a? Do you see a hyperlink there? See so, you now. I would have put that right there and talked about them because they deserve the time and attention <laughs> not to be interrupted by Augustus Rookwood. Well, you're interrupting me and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so Augustus Rookwood at the caption beneath the pockmarked man with greasy hair who was leaning against the edge of that picture looking bored was convicted of leaking ministry of magic secrets to he who must not be named. And so you're wondering who Gideon and Fabian <laughs> Pruitt are. I am. Who are they, Tiffany? I'm not going to tell you, Sarah. Put Tiff, on earmuffs. Who are they? Who I want to know. Can you show me? I want to know who these strangers like me are. <laughs> yes. That's what all the Weasley kids are saying. Yeah. Oh, good. Who these strangers? This is actually a very sad story. <laughs> it is. <laughs> this is how Sasa coast. Uh, so both were pure blood wizards born to Mr. and Mrs. Pruitt. If you didn't know. Um, they're brothers to Molly Pruitt, who is now Molly Weasley. 
They were members of the original Order of the Phoenix, and they were murdered. It says by five Death Eaters, one of them being Antonin Dolohov. And this was before the end of the First Wizarding War. Um, yeah, and I think Harry has... Who's Watch? I can't Ooh. remember. I think Fabian. I want to say Fabian. That was my guess yes. as well. Okay, yeah, Fabian's Watch, which has a little dent in the back. And I wonder if that was something Molly got back after they were killed or sorry to make this even sadder if that was just, you know, like in a box or something or if he was actually it was wearing it. something she got back, I would assume. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Megan. Um, I just want to say how awesome it is that it took five Death Eaters to take the two of them down. They had to have been yeah. fighting for literally their lives. Yeah. And I think from what we know, it was it was very, very gruesome. Like a gruesome uh, yeah. battle there. So Harry was reading this and his eyes were drawn to the witch. Her face had leapt up out to him the moment he had seen her on the page. And I think, like, it makes me just think of the movies and I think of Helena Bonham Carter as Bellatrix. And I think we can all agree that she is very striking. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. I just I love her so much. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. She's a very talented actor. So incredibly talented. <clears throat> um, she has long dark hair that looked unkempt and scraggly in the picture, though he had seen it sleek, thick, and shining. She glared up at him through heavily lidded eyes, an arrogant, disdainful smile playing around her thin mouth. Like Sirius, she retained vestiges of great good looks, but something, perhaps Azkaban, had taken most of her beauty. And I often think that um, people's personalities can take their beauty away. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we know that she's not the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least i don't know yeah. i don't know how to say that without saying some other she's things not, but she's not kind molly weasley no. says it pretty well in seven but we can't say it till hey. then so Hey-o. i wonder who's gonna have that line <laughs> it's probably not gonna be me <laughs> let's just very much towards the we'll end all say it together oh so it'll be me <laughs> it might be you i hope it is it's gotta be or red with gusto say, i was gonna say Cut i'll off. say with gusto no hopefully hopefully sarah gets it because katie can't swear like sarah can I'm not saying that you can't. I just. Uh, oh, goodness. All right. Well, let's let's not have a swear competition right, <laughs> swear now. right now, Katie. Let's say all the swears we can think of. Poop. OK, so the caption. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the caption under her picture read Bellatrix Lestrange I'm going to say it like that from now on because it makes you okay. feel fancy and that's the way that Jim Dale says it convicted of the torture and permanent incapacitation of Frank and Alice Longbottom Harry was so busy reading about her and looking at Miss Bella that he completely missed the headline which read mass breakout from Azkaban ministry fears black is a rallying point for old death eaters good (laughs) gosh but honestly so harry is not about this life the ministry is looking to Sirius to blame for the breakout even though fudge knows full well it's not the truth and it's just an excuse and he's a scapegoat for them because they're a dumpster fire fudge is literally the worst (laughs) but yes and then i got to thinking where does the term scapegoat come from 
Oh, oh. I bet you it's not nice. Oh. A lot of things, times you find out things aren't nice, you know? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, okay. a goat upon whose head are symbolically placed the sins of people, after which he is sent into the wilderness in a biblical ceremony for Yom Kippur. So, also, one that bears the blame for others, one that is the object of irrational hostility. It is a known... Um, it has a fascinating history accordion accordion <laughs> Accord, okay. according to Merriam Webster. I like to combine words in my spare time. Today the word is used to refer to one who is wrongly blamed for something, but it originated with an actual goat. Oh. In Jewish and Christian scriptures, God ordained a particular day during which the entire nation of Israel would set aside work and during which the priests would atone for the sin of the whole nation. Among the rituals was prescribed was the scapegoat. And then there's some scripture from Leviticus. And the scapegoat carried the sin of the people away with it, thereby cleansing Israel for another year. Um... You want me to read you the scripture? It's short. Go for it. Sure. And Aaron shall cast lots upon two goats, one for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. So, actual goats there. So there you go. Because like knowledge is... So does Aberforth. <laughs> Totes my goats. Knowledge is power. <laughs> Tiffany. What? He does. So, um, then there's the article. I'm going to do a lot of reading today, folks. Bear with me. Go for it. Because I, I don't like, I mean, anytime there's a Daily Prophet article, I don't want to oh, not you read gotta it read in its it. entirety. Yeah. So, quote, the Ministry of Magic announced late last night that there had been a mass breakout from Azkaban. Speaking to reporters in his private office, Cornelius Fudge, Minister of Magic, confirmed that 10 high security prisoners escaped in the early hours of yesterday evening and that he has already informed the Muggle Prime Minister of the dangerous nature of these individuals. And I love that we get to see that later. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. We find ourselves, most unfortunately, in the same position we were two and a half years ago when the murder Sirius Black escaped, said Fudge last night, nor do we think the two breakouts are unrelated. An escape of this magnitude suggests outside help, and we must remember that Black, as the first person ever to break out of Azkaban, would be ideally placed to help others follow in his footsteps. We think it likely that these individuals, who cl include Black's cousin Bellatrix Lestrange, have rallied around Black as their leader. We are, however, doing all all we can to round up the criminals and beg the magical community to remain on alert and cautious on no account. Should any of these individuals be approached? Well, your last sentence was true. The rest is garbage. <laughs> well, and I, he is cousins with Bellatrix. So that's also true. And so Ron makes the connection. Shout out to Ron that this is the reason that Voldemort was so happy last night. And Harry is really upset for obvious reasons that Fudge is blaming Sirius for the breakout. And Hermione tells him that Fudge basically has 
no other choice. And I said, True. well, you know, he could grow up and take responsibility, but you know, that's not yeah. going to happen. He said it was Black's fault, you know, like a liar. Like a liar. <laughs> Gosh, I love John Mulaney. And then Hermione gets a little sassy. So she does like a mocking quote of Fudge. Sorry, everyone. Dumbledore warned me this might happen. The Azkaban guards have joined Lord Voldemort. And then she's like, stop whimpering, Ron. Because <laughs> she said his name. And now Voldemort's worst supporters have broken out, too. Way to get sassy. I'm here for it. But truthfully, Fudge has spent the better part of six months telling the entire wizarding community that Harry and Dumbledore are liars. And when he tells the community through the Daily Prophet, that in turn goes to other wizarding communities. So now the entirety, really, of the wizarding world thinks that the boy who lived and everybody loves Dumbledore, they're both liars. Horrible. Literally everybody. I mean, I don't think you'll find anybody on the planet that has not told somewhat of a lie. I've never never lied. lied. Megan! I'll be a thousand percent honest. I know that I'm a very honest person, but I have lied. I've definitely lied. I lie to you, Tiffany, when I say you're my favorite favorite what person katie's my favorite hey that's that's real or am i lying oh no oh my god i can't trust you at all (laughs) and so with this hermione rips open the paper again and begins to read so harry's looking around the great hall and he literally can't believe that people weren't discussing this upsetting news but nobody ever really takes out the paper like hermione does especially if you're a student but you know, they're just normal children talking about normal children things. And I want to talk about something here that's super important to me because I've experienced it a ton in my it's relatively short teaching career. I think this is my ninth year or something like that. So all the other kids in the Great Hall really don't know anything about what's in the paper, right? Because mm-hmm. normally, normally... Not saying all the time. Kids kids don't really read the news. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They don't really watch it. Yep. You have outliers like Hermione. Okay? And the thing that I want to point out here is that for only about a year of his life was Harry a, quote, normal child. And even in that year... What it, year? His you first. Speaking? Are you talking about, like, oh, like, first year of life in general? Okay. Yes. Okay. And I said, even then, he wasn't exactly the normal. I'm quoting in the air. You cannot see me. Because he and his family were being hunted down. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he still got to act like a normal child. Right? Mm-hmm. Even up to the point where the, the killing curse was thrown at him in his crib, he thought that Voldemort was James perhaps playing a game mm-hmm. until he saw, like, the hood slip. And so some children in our world don't have an opportunity to be children. Mm -hmm. So in my teaching experience, you know, a lot of what I come across in this case is that some kids have to maybe take care of younger siblings. For example, they play the role of an adult and they have to deal with adult things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have to deal with people in their lives, whether it's their parents or their guardians And they have to play the role of an adult. And this to me is Harry. Harry has, for much of the time that we've seen him, play the role of an adult 
in a war. Yeah. He doesn't think he, he a lot of the times he doesn't think about those normal kid things. Yes, he does. He does his schoolwork. He, you know, he's got he's thinking about show. He's got his friends and things like that. But all we've done throughout this year, his mind is on things that are not what a child should have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Megan. <clears throat> I um I feel like I relate to this in the like if you think about um 9/11 to me was probably one of the first moments where I remember as a child specifically paying attention to the news for something. I feel like mm-hmm. up until that point I was relatively um just like didn't care about the news. Um I didn't pay attention to it. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't really have reason to, but I feel like that for me personally was a turning point in the fact that after that happened, um, I started becoming more aware of what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I think that happened for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which I mean, again, like, I mean, that started a war that, you know, it's, it's like a sort of comparison to what a lot of kids at this moment in Potter are going through. That was a massive thing that happened. That was a turning point in what is to be a war. So Mm -hmm. um, I guess if anybody is, you know, wanting a real life comparison for me, that would be my real life comparison at this moment is, is like my nine 11. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's not saying it's it's an excellent thing, obviously, right. but it's a really good comparison of how mm-hmm. um things are bigger than what's going on in your your bubble. Yeah. You know? And honestly, you guys <laughs> I see it far too often. Far too often. So yeah. And I think too with this this year in particular, Harry's kind of also his eyes have been opened to the fact that people that you almost intrinsically trust, like the people in power Mm -hmm. and your educators, that they're also human and therefore aren't perfect or make mistakes and are just terrible. Like Umbridge is not a good person. Um, Yeah. The government is flawed. You know what I mean? Um, And, and he's kind of seeing it for the first time where like, yes, Fudge has had his back in the past. And, um, now that he's saying Voldemort is back because he is and Fudge doesn't want to hear it all of a sudden Harry's the bad guy so he's gone from being like the golden child in the eyes of the ministry to being the black sheep and they don't want to like they're going to discredit you so like that for him is also shocking and not something a child should have to deal with either Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I think seeing Fudge's behavior in the hospital wing at the end of four was eye-opening one of his his like oh yeah. Oh, like, okay. Almost because you, you you're know, gonna, you're gonna go think, about like, it. I there's and uh, to the point where like you're always taught just tell the truth and blah blah blah. Like you should just always tell the truth. So he mm-hmm. tells his truth and then he's not believed. You right. already know. Yeah. What? You know, you know. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> if you um, know, you know, Sata. <laughs> um, so yeah, like it's just a lot of a lot of things are opened for Harry like out of his, his eyes is open to a lot of things yeah to say. but I definitely want um I want 
I want everyone to keep that in mind as we go through, you know, everybody calls him Sassy Harry or Shouty Capitals Harry and all of that. But he is a child dealing with things that children should not yes. have to deal with. And he with. doesn't, honestly, and we talked about this in uh, the, the, the episodes with mental health. He really doesn't have the coping skills because no. no one's helped him to learn what those are. Right. Um, and he's thrown, a lot of things are thrown at him. Like Tiffany's saying that a child shouldn't have to deal with, mm-hmm. um, Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any hoosies. Boy needs therapy. So, <laughs> don't we all? Yeah. I was going to say that. Um, so, the view at the staff table was vastly different than the view of the Hogwarts students. So, you could see here that, quote, Dumbledore and Professor McGonagall were deep in conversation, both looking extremely grave. Professor Sprout had the, I like this example because it's so Hufflepuff. So Professor Sprout has the prophet propped up against a bottle of ketchup and was reading the front page with such concentration that she was not noticing the gentle drip of egg yolk falling into her lap from her stationary spoon. (laughs) (laughs) If that's not Hufflepuff, I don't know what is. Umbridge was also not looking like her normally cheerful toad. So, quote, for once, her pouchy toad eyes were not sweeping the Great Hall looking for misbehaving students. She scowled as she gulped down her food. And every now and then she shot a malevolent glance up at the table to where Dumbledore and McGonagall were talking so intently. Left out, huh? It's because you're not cool. And then there was another blow. So, mind you, Hermione is still reading the Daily Prophet. And there's another horrible headline. Does this feel like 2020 to you yet? Little. Okay. Ugh. Tragic demise of Ministry of Magic Worker. Here we go. St. Mungo's Hospital promised a full inquiry last night after Ministry of Magic Worker Broderick Bow, 49, was discovered dead in his bed, strangled by a potted plant. Healers called to the scene were unable to revive Mr. Bode, who had been injured in a workplace accident some weeks prior to his death. Healer Miriam Strout, who was in charge of Mr. Bode's ward at the time of the incident, has been suspended on full pay and was unavailable for comment yesterday. But a spokeswizard for the hospital said in a statement, quote, St. Mungo's deeply regrets the death of Mr. Bode, whose health was improving steadily prior to the tragic accident. We have strict guidelines on the decorations permitted in our wards, but it appears that Healer Strout, busy over the Christmas period, overlooked the dangers of the plant on Mr. Bode's bedside table. As his speech and mobility improved, Healer Strout encouraged Mr. Bode to look after the plant himself, unaware that he was not an it was not an innocent flitter bloom, but a cutting of devil's snare. Mungo's is as yet unavailable, unable to account for the presence of the plant on the ward and asks any witch or wizard with information to come forward. All right. I have a question just because um, I don't know anything about Harry Potter and sure. I just forget all the things. Okay. So they normally don't let plants or whatever in correct was the well there i think they're like care i think that said they're careful with the decorations they like we have strict guidelines on the decorations. i i'll do i know at my hospital well not so much like in the rooms because they're private um but back when i worked like in in the like surgery area they wouldn't let people in with flowers because it, it was like too much of an open space and they didn't want people having reactions and stuff sure not my question my question <laughs> is <sighs> The healer mm. that 
didn't think it was like that big of a deal. Were they part of this or were they just like, oh, I just thought it was nice. And like, well, because I don't I was also going to ask this. So Miriam Strout was described as a motherly looking healer wearing a tinsel wreath in her hair. She came bustling up the corridor, smiling warmly at Harry and the others. Um, so she was responsible for looking after long-term patients. Uh, she mis- she was the one that mistaked them for wanting a visit with Lockhart. Mm. But I mean, sh- you know, he snuck out while under her care. Do you think she got fired? Yeah. She well, was put on... Probably. Something. She was put on leave. Yeah. She was suspended. Yeah. Oh, it says... I don't know where this is from. It's fired... She was event- Oh, it's <laughs> the wiki. Good Lord. Well, they don't know. It's unknown. It is unknown. So it's like not known if she was like in cahoots with. No, but I bet there's some real great fan fiction out there. That'd be Just because like I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like going into becoming a healer, you should know about everything. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to <laughs> say everything because that's putting a lot on. Because again, even in real life, your nurses and doctors and all of those people are human as well. People You're telling mistakes. me, but you don't know everything. I'm telling you right now. Rude. <laughs> I do know everything. Oh, I am perfect. I am everything. <laughs> um, but I, I would think that you would have some knowledge of plants going into being a healer. I, I, or maybe, I don't know. Maybe I just like thinking too hard about it. But I feel like she would know um, what Devil Snare is. Or maybe she was imperious. Mm. I mean, I'm thinking she was probably imperious. That's my opinion. I mean, that's they were working very sneakily. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't put it past them to do that. Um Is your hand up? Kate? No, sorry, I had an itch. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> um so going back, the flitter bloom is a, it bears a superficial resemblance to Devil's Snare. This reminds me of like in real time like like poisonous frogs and then like different kinds of poisonous snakes Mm -hmm. and things like that or even Um, plants you know i mean like poison ivy versus yeah that's true that's true so much uh so that wizards and wishes keep it as an indoor plant but it's harmless what's harmless sorry the flitter bloom Hmm. flitter bloom Okay. But I will say though, like, so you, Megan just brought up like poison ivy and stuff. Like, I honestly have no idea what it looks like, but I know my brother could. Red stem. Yeah. Like, because he thinks about it and he gets it. You know what I mean? I'm the same. I've never seen it before. Me either, not on You didn't know that about me? Mm -mm. Oh, when I was a child, I swelled up to where I was going to have to be admitted to the hospital because I got it. And then they gave me penicillin for it. And that's when everybody discovered, oh, she's also allergic to penicillin. (laughs) Isn't Marty also allergic to penicillin? I don't know, probably. Oh, God. Glad you know your husband. He too is very allergic. I think both him and my father are very allergic to poison ivy. He's cute. Um, I do have to interrupt before Megan starts that. Um, Martanius Omelie texted me and a quote from Lady Supreme. We have to be quiet. Mommy is talking to Harry Potter. (laughs) 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 And once again, she's the coolest person. She told me that my hair was perfect because I had it done today. She did. She said I was meant to tell you I like your hair. 
Thank you. I, um, cause she has curly hair. I don't want her thinking, cause she's like, it's perfect. And I had a cousin that told me she didn't like my hair cause it was curly and not perfect. So I had to remind her, I'm like, your hair is perfect. Cause she really does have like the cutest head of curls. She's the cutest kid on the plane. Her hair is really cute. Thanks. I um, helped make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll teach her to say that she grows it herself when she's older. Okay. So I do want to give a little disclaimer here that I took over part of Tiffany's notes just because her part got longer than expected and mine was a little shorter than expected. So if I sound like I'm talking Would you out say my it was butt, the unexpected, I could be. Because <laughs> uh, be I'm, I'm reading sound. Tiffany's notes for for a couple points here, so uh, just I'm going to make you sound like a fool, like a fool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so use your Tiffany voice. <laughs> first things first in the notes. Oh my god. <laughs> I wanna swear so bad right now because I just want to say bleep Marcel. I hate him so much. Oh my god. Oh, oh. I just hate Marcel. I thought I thought you were Ugh. talking about Tiffany. And <gasps> no, I was like, no, no that's not nice. Marcel the freaking monkey. Ugh. Yeah, I don't really care for his episodes. I I really hate him. I really hate him. What? I'm not even going to get in the conversation. I was going to ask what episode you're on. But we just we finished season start. two. Literally yesterday, season, season finale. Two. Let's go. All right. Krogering. You have to read Tiffany's part in Barty Potter's voice. <laughs> I don't do <laughs> voice as well. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Oh no, Snape or Marcel if I had to choose. Oh. Honestly, that's hard. That's how much I hate Marcel. Pick Snape because he's dead. Yeah, there we go. Snape because he's dead. <laughs> like it. Brandon would like to point out. <laughs> Brandon would like to point out that we didn't say you had to do it well. We just said you had to do it. So Do what? Oh my Party gosh. Party. Oh. Don't make her do it. Oh, whatever. Um, I literally like I would need to practice that one because I've never really done it. Now's your chance. What do you mean, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so first, uh, first bullet point up next is first that first Tiffany smells. No, yeah. you smell. <laughs> um, so Ron is racking his brain to try and remember where he'd heard the name Bode before when Remi- Remini- <laughs> <laughs> Hermione Hermione <laughs> reminds him. Um, but it was their visit to St. Mungo's. That's where they met him. So he was in the bed opposite of Lockhart's, laying there staring at the ceiling. So this is really before he had progress um, because they mentioned, Tiffany mentioned a couple minutes ago that he had started to like get some communication skills back, which is why he got killed off because the Death Eaters don't want him to talk. Um, so he was basically like, well, you know what they say about stitches? They get stitches. No, well, there's you, you catch one involved. and you get you God. get uh, 150 points. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the game. Uh, so the trio actually had even seen the Devil's Snare arrive. Um, it was a Christmas present brought in by a healer, and the thought of that made Harry feel sick. And he's like, how come we didn't recognize Devil's Snare? We've seen it before. We could have stopped this from happening, which is like such a hairy thing to say, because it's not like it was like how they'd seen Devil's Snare was like this massive amount of it. 
And I would think seeing just like a clipping of it would look super mm-hmm. different. Like they, they're not going to know. Um, but he's just upset with himself for not recognizing it. And then Ron's like, who expects Devil Snare to turn up in a hospital disguised as a potted plant? Like, that's not anything that would go through our minds. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's not our fault. It just makes me laugh. Like, it's got sunglasses on. It's like, <laughs> it's incognito worry. Devil Snare. I'm not what you think I am. <laughs> sunglasses have that nose and, aloe vera. and mustache. <laughs> and a bowler hat. Put me on a bird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so soothing. (laughs) Uh, So Ron's like, it's not our fault. Whoever sent it to the bloke is to blame. Like, they must be a real prat. Why didn't they check what they were buying? So, of course, Ron goes to like, oh, well, they didn't know that they were sending Devil Snare, but they knew. That's sweet. (laughs) You know why. You know why. Mm Um, so the wiki, just a little description of Devil Snare in case anybody forgot from way back. Geez, I don't know. We probably talked about it in episode 17 or 18. Hmm. That was a long time ago. So specific. Well, I'm just thinking it's probably like one of the last chapters of Sorcerer's Stone, right? So, right. Um, so Devil Snare is a magical plant with the ability to constrict or strangle anything in its surrounding environment or something that happens to touch it. Devil Snare does not seem to be common, but certain herbologists have access to it. Um, it's composed of a mass of soft, springy tendrils and vines that possess some sense of touch and resembles the flitter bloom. This plant uses its creepers and tendrils to ensnare anyone who touches creepers. it. I know I like that. It's creepers. <laughs> Um, and it tightly binds them if the victim is able to maintain their presence of mind and relaxes the devil snare will relax its grip on them struggling or resistance will cause the plant to exert a greater force of constriction Um, devil snare prefers a dark damp environment and it will stop its movement in the environment in front of bright light and will recoil away from the heat of fire are you a witch or not? I want it to look like a piranha plant from Mario. I know, but I don't think it does. I think it's just vines, yeah, right? Yeah. A piranha plant's more like a Venus flytrap. A venomous <laughs> tentacula. Bless you, Sasa. Bless I you. kind of view the venomous tentacula as a yeah. as the piranha plant. Girl, I feel that. Yeah. Um, I love where plants. did I leave off? Here we go. So Hermione points out that that is something that could that that is something that couldn't have happened. I don't think anyone could put devil snare in a pot and not realize it tries to kill whoever touches it. This was murder. How do you get it into a pot? How do you Very clip it? How do you get into a pot? How do you not die? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you do it in the daylight. Yeah. Or like, you know what I mean? Have it. Do it so like it's not really mm. like at, it's at its weakest point. You so are try to the weakest plant. <laughs> You're plucked. That's the episode title. That show's coming back, by the way. I hope you're excited. Are you back with the lady that first hosted it? No. Oh, forget it. Wait, it's, what uh, is the Jane, show The Weakest Link. Jane oh. Lint. <gasps> oh. You don't know The Weakest Link, lady? I don't know if I've ever watched it. You are The Weakest Link. Goodbye. Goodbye. I don't think I've ever watched it. What did you say? You are the weakest plant. You are the weakest plant. You're plucked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. This keeps jumping around. Oh, it's because you guys are typing. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, so she is like, this was murder. A clever murder as well. If the plant was sent anonymously, how's anyone ever going to find out who did it? Um, so Harry begins to think about the lift down to the ninth level of the ministry the day of his hearing. There was a sallow-faced man who had gotten in the lift at the atrium level, and then he made the connection. I met Bode, he said slowly. I saw him in the ministry with your dad. And Ron's mouth fell open. I've heard dad talk about him at home. He was an unspeakable. He worked in the department of mysteries. You don't say. Yeah. What? Yep, yep, yep. Get it? Because he's an unspeakable. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't God. want to. No. <laughs> that was such a Katie joke. It was. <laughs> Katie, why are you not laughing hysterically at this? Because I was, I don't even know. <laughs> she she didn't have the words, Tiffany. Okay. I was gonna say you should call okay. Scooby Crew. The mysteries. We were just watching Scooby Doo while we ate dinner. Scooby Crew. Um, Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? The new episodes. <laughs> the intro song is sang by Simple Plan. Yeah, it is. And I oh, was for like, real? Yeah. Wait, are they still? Oh, I'm just a Scoob and <laughs> life is a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah. I'm yeah. just a dude in life. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is wild. Sorry. I'm also going to make this statement, and this might seem controversial. Okay. I was a simple plan girl, not a good Charlotte Get girl. Out. Oh, I was both. Yeah, I think I was both. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> But I mean, I, mean, I, I don't like Good Charlotte. Some, I will also GC. say this: anytime a Good Charlotte comes on, song that comes hey, on, Good know Charlotte. It. Katie and Megan are like, "Wait, you know this song?" There are so many bad Charlottes. Had this conversation. <laughs> but are there best Charlottes? <laughs> <laughs> I hate oh everything gosh. about you. Well, you know, <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, hmm. All right. Some pig. Uh, so Hermione. Megan doesn't know what to do. Sorry. Um, Hermione <laughs> leaps to her feet at that point and says that she needs to run off to send a letter. Um, is she writing to Rita at this point for a favor? Yes, I believe so. Uh, do you think that she's just like this is too much? Yeah, we've got to tell the story. Like we have to. But like, what if she realized that? Like, if like if she jumps up like that, what? Am I missing something? Did I forget something? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, is there maybe else? maybe it was a thing where she realizes like enough's enough, and she knows exactly who she can get to write something because she's got, um, like dirt on Rita. I'm trying to think of like a other way to say that. Um, hmm. she's like, got her bug. Yeah, what is, oh what is the Lord. word that I'm looking for? I don't know. She's got blackmail. Blackmail. Mm. Owl mail. Yeah, owl mail. Um, so oh, Ron is annoyed that Hermione won't tell them what she's up to, and I love how he's like, "It would just take a five more seconds. <laughs> just <laughs> tell us what she's doing." Um, so she's gone, and then ha- Harry and Ron run into Hagrid um, or rather I guess Hagrid just arrives and he looks just as heavily bruised as he did the day that he got back. Sweet mm. BB Hagrid. 
you're still dealing with the giant baby um and this is when they learn that hagrid is officially on probation um he said he's not surprised and that the inspection didn't go too well if you couldn't tell and also I thought that this was just like a funny little mention. He's talking about how some of the salamanders have scale rot, scale rot. And he says that rubbing chili powder on them helps, uh, helps them out and will make them not lose their tails. Oh, the salamanders are like little That's brunies. Really cool. They are like little brunies from frozen. Oh, little fire. Oh, salamanders. Yeah. Oh, I was like, why do I know that name? <laughs> also, why do you like why? How does people know that? I don't know. How, do how, they know? how does people? They never say his name in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember how I found out that his name was Bruni. There was a rumor. It was Bridget something else found out. Um, she found out his name was that because it was on a tag. Is it in, like one of the, like, is it in the credits? Maybe it's in the credits. I don't, Maybe. I truly don't know. Who watches credits? Me. They're fun. You never know I what you're going to see. <laughs> what? They're fun? It can be. We like reading the names. I do like reading the names. It's a thing. I don't know. Anyway. Um, so after Hagrid tells him that he's been put on probation, Harry is just wondering how much more bad news he could stand. And let me tell you, Harry, I feel you on a personal level this year. I feel you on a oh. personal level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry was sad to see that hardly anyone really was upset over Hagrid being on probation as well. Like really only him and Ron seemed upset over it. Uh, especially Draco. He was really just gleeful. Um, cause you know, that's all Draco wants is to be all evil. All Draco wants is Hagrid gone <laughs> from his job. <laughs> uh, so, all that he wants is no Voldy baby. I'm feeling myself tonight. I really like that song. Uh, so, <laughs> in the basic, basically, in the opposite reactions to uh, nobody being upset <laughs> over Hagrid being on probation literally the only people who are upset about Bode being killed at Mungo's seem to be Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Nobody else seemed to even care about that story. Um, and now in regards to the escaped Death Eaters, that was a topic everybody was talking about. Rumors were flying that some of the convicts had been spotted in Hogsmeade, that they were supposed to be hiding out in the Shrieking Shack, and that they were going to break into Hogwarts just like Sirius Black had. Um. <laughs> think about you know the daily profit profit article that was like oh we're working as hard as we can to round them up me as a reader especially like a kid in school i'd be like first of all where's serious black he's still on the run right you couldn't catch him what makes me think you're gonna catch these fools you mm -hmm. fools right and, and, and <laughs> true. i me reading it would be like well if how how right. how did right. it happen because you have these dementors there so it's supposed to be like impossible to get out right. and so with with Sirius we know from our perspective of reading the books that he got out because he's like a dog and stuff you know <laughs> I said dog. dog he's a dog he's a dog he's a wolf yeah um like, although some people say wolf, they pronounce wolf like that wolf he's a wolf a wolf, um, a wolf. I give two wolves <laughs> I like Sirius. I can give him five woofs. Five woofs. Um, 
But like I that's what I would be concerned with. Like it happened however many years ago now, what, two years ago. Sirius has been out for two years. You had like Katie said, you haven't caught him yet. Mm. Um, so how did ten more people get out? That's eleven people that have escaped from this prison. I know how they get out in two years. I'm not kidding. And well tell me. Well, doesn't everybody? Well, yeah, I'm what I'm saying is like the public, you know what I mean? They're gonna they're not gonna say that like the dementors are going to Voldemort's side because Voldemort's uh, not back yet. Serious black let them out. Duh. He's he knocked on the door and he said, Hi, don't can you, my friends come and play? Don't you ever <laughs> read the papers? <laughs> I'm bored Bella, in my house. Come I'm out bored and in play with me. in the house board is what Sirius is saying <laughs> right now. <laughs> But also, hmm. like, Sirius Black broke into Hogwarts, which we know how, and we know his intentions weren't, well, it was to hurt somebody, but... But not Harry. <laughs> but think of the kids who don't know that, and they're like, oh my god, like, Correct. nowhere is safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That is a sad tweet. Yeah. Well, on top of the fact that these kids, yeah, they feel like they're not safe, and they all know these names, like yep. kids who grew up in the yeah. wizarding world have grown up hearing the names of those death eaters and having just as much fear associated with them as Voldemort. So think but this is also the same school that say, had the giants. Not even just to say the so. students, the like if I was at home and I found out uh, like it, it may and here, like it even makes me nervous when I hear other people like in our country breaking out of prison and they might not even be in, in my state. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you find out that t- a total of 11 prisoners now from Azkaban and they aren't the ones that are there for doing like little petty crime. They're there for like killing people, torturing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of them, except for Sirius are death eaters. So like you find out this information and one, if I had kids at Hogwarts, I would be terrified. But also, like, I'd be scared for my own self and being like, why? What is happening at that prison that people are escaping? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's get some shows. Oh. L. I think those are like L. 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 Guys. Yeah. Enough what? of the Snape pictures with my face on it. I don't Shows. appreciate it. <laughs> They're so L. killing me. <laughs> oh, you're so grouchy. I, I can't get over how much it looks like Amy Schumer. I know. I know. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So on top of kids just like being scared of these names, just from like knowing them being a part of the wizarding world, there are even relatives Mm -hmm. of their victims scattered throughout the students. So like you have Susan Bones, Susie Bones, (laughs) her uncle and her aunt and her cousins all died at the hands of one of them. Um, And she kind of connects with Harry the next time they have class together in Herbology uh, by saying she doesn't really know how he handles this attention on a daily basis because all of a sudden now she is talked about because, you know, there's this connection to her family um, with, 
mm-hmm. Voldemort and these Death Eaters. Um, and I just want to say Susan Bones is Christopher Columbus's daughter. I just like that we little know. tidbit. She's one of the only I like American the way McGonagall people says in the it. movie. She's got to be really old. Susan Bones! She's like our age. No, Chris Columbus? Oh my... Oh my I cannot sail the ocean blue, fourteen ninety two. So the whispers, <laughs> the whispers Harry heard about himself were more curious now than hostile, which I think that he was a little pleased by. So once or twice he was sure he overheard snatches of conversation that suggested that the speakers were not satisfied with the prophet's version of how and why 10 death eaters had managed to break out of Azkaban fortress in their confusion and fear. These doubters now seem to be turning to the only other explanation available to them. The one that Harry and Dumbledore had been expounding since the previous year. Hmm. Fudge. You hear that? In your face. In your face. In your face. What? You a liar. You're a liar. I love you guys. (laughs) You're a liar, fun. And that had to be just like so satisfying. I mean, like, I know that it's a scary moment right now for anybody in Hogwarts, but like for Harry to have that moment and be like breath of fresh air i would be annoyed i'd be like oh so now you believe yeah but you want this you want to welcome it happening truth yeah you know like yes it's frustrating but at least it's happening and i think that finally now harry can kind of i mean not that he does but he can he can almost like breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief to be like there might be some people coming to my side because he this reminds me of the current climate yes so much <laughs> and i but also it doesn't because i'm waiting for oh. this moment to happen and it still well, hasn't come <laughs> cross your fingers yeah. i just 2020 yeah. the year that if you like don't laugh you'll just cry this is, or you you'll know, just do this both is what happens as you when, laugh when you didn't let barbara walter say on new year's right Oh my gosh. This is why oh. this happened. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. But you're not welcome. I don't like it. Should have said it. Should have said it. Should have said it on TV. Mm. Move on, Megan. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> it wasn't just the students either, though. Uh, Harry was noticing that teachers seemed to be congregating in the hallways and conversing in low, urgent whispers. And Hermione explained to them that that must be because they're not able to freely talk in the staff room anymore because of Umbridge. Um, And Ron wondered if the teachers knew anything. But Harry said, even if they did, the students wouldn't know now because of the new decree. I just can't stand Umbridge. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, she's like, like, you can't talk about anything. That was so perfect. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just going to laugh. I can't stand Umbridge. <laughs> like, it's just so frustrating to, like, uh. have have someone in power be like here's some false information but don't talk about anything with anybody because that's not allowed either yep. <sighs> <laughs> remember when she banned harry from quitting <laughs> for life dude yeah that'll never not be funny to me for life <laughs> For life. Uh, think of like his kid being like, Dad, do you want to play Quidditch with me? And he's like, Sorry, I can't. Helmbridge banned me. <laughs> She's an Azkaban, man. Play all the Quidditch uh, you want. Azkaban. I'm sorry. You're right. Even 
I like this part of the book because even Harry's like, I mean, obviously they're annoyed, but he actually says like, what number are we even on now with these educational decrees? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's signs posted on all the house notice boards the morning after the news about the Alice Caban breakout. <laughs> me and i'm sorry that i'm laughing so much but it's just so ridiculous and frustrating that again if i don't laugh i'll cry i apologize for your laughter (laughs) laughter best medicine (laughs) no one came to listen to like me laughing on anything of course they did so go on katie it's all people tune in for um so here is the latest decree by order of the high inquisitor of hogwarts teachers are are hereby banned from giving students any information that is not strictly related to the subjects they are paid to teach the above is in accordance with educational decree number 26 uh and number 26 became the butt of many jokes among the students Especially Lee Jordan, who was like, well, that means she can't tell Fred and George off for playing Exploding Snap in the back of the classroom. (laughs) Which is all fun and games until Harry sees him the next time and his hand is all bloody. Hmm. Hmm. Like, I mean, that shouldn't be allowed. Uh, Well, he must have never said anything either. Right. You know, nobody's nobody's telling anyone that she's torturing them. I just know that for me. I wonder I if he has a scar or if he didn't do it enough like Harry did, you know, for it yeah. to actually like stay. Right. I yeah. can see her forcing Harry to do it like way longer than anyone else just oh, because it's absolutely. Harry. Ooh, lightning bolt realm. What did he have to write? Ooh, Lee. Mm-hmm. I won't talk back. I won't talk smack. <laughs> <laughs> I want my mullet back. <laughs> I, Baby got. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck was I? Okay. Who knows? Harry. Harry. Were you going to say something? Please do in a voice. I'd love no, it. No, no. I was please. literally no, just she's hem hemming. Hem. Oh. I was just hem hemming. You're not allowed to do that. <gasps> we should make a bright pink shirt with just the words hem hem. Oh <laughs> my God. I love that. Vinny. And then no, like a cat on the back. back. Do this. Here. No, no, no. Do a teacup <laughs> and a hem hem. Hem hem and a teacup underneath. Oh boy. Oh. Harry Potter. Okay, so Harry thought the breakout would have humbled Umbridge. Harry, who the (laughs) heck do you think you're talking about? Um, But because how could this possibly happen under her beloved Fudge's nose, right? But it really did the opposite. So like her trying to bring every aspect of life at Hogwarts under control really only got worse. And it seemed like she was absolutely determined to, at the very least, fire someone before too long. Um, and the only question around the school was who's going first, Trelawney or Hagrid? Also, I have to stop because that is terrible. <laughs> you put my face on umbrage and it's terrible. It's actually really rude, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying. Um, so let's uh speaking of umbrage, let's uh, talk about her a little bit. So every single divination oh, class <laughs> and every care of magical creature class. Umbridge was there with their little clipboard. You know, we're not all like the biggest fans of Trelawney, right? But she's... I don't not right, like her. Right. But, like, I also say... Interesting. Right. Wouldn't it be so satisfying to take Umbridge's clipboard and break it over your knee? <gasps> yeah. Over her head? Nope, don't do that. That's violence. Yeah. Okay. 
I have no, I have, you know, what I, no what qualms. is wrong with my brain? You know, well, no. we can't get into that today. You're the new Sarah. I just, yeah. Hey. Oh my God. I was literally envisioning that. I was envisioning that moment of Steve Kerr breaking the board, but I knew nobody would get the reference. So I didn't say it. Nice. Did he just hurt his hand? Oh, I'm sure he did. Uh, probably a little I bit. Had a, I had a teacher in grade school that would get annoyed. She was our music teacher. And she used to bang on her. She had like a little rolling metal thing that like held stuff, like kind of like a podium, but not that tall. I get you. Um, and if we were talking too much, she'd hit it so much. In one class, she broke her hand and then blamed it on the students. They didn't make you hit your hand on that. Oh my god. <laughs> um, super, super, super large respect for Steve Kerr, especially after I watched that. Um, the last dance documentary. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know who that is. What a great guy. He's the Warriors coach currently, but he played on the Bulls with Michael Jordan. He's a great guy. He played on the Cavs, too. He also played on the Cavs. Yeah, he played on the Cavs. I don't know any of these things. Get out of here. You know Michael Jordan. Get out of here. (laughs) Never heard of him. I will... I will the hurt Cavs you. The Cavs never heard of them. Sports ball. That's it. This is over. <laughs> All right, good. So, not it. that we don't like Trelawney, but like, she's, we're not going to talk about it like we talk about McGonagall. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. even still, mm-hmm. you. I feel freaking terrible for her. So, here comes Umbridge into her classes. Um, she interrupts her with difficult questions. She insists that she predicts students' answers before they give them, and she demands that she demonstrates her skill with a crystal ball, tea leaves, runestones, like, just totally ragging on her, you know? Yes. And, like, the thing that's frustrating, at least my perspective, like, that's not what that class is about. You know what I mean? Like, even in, like, I I, I just don't think, like, divination's like, oh, I'm going to guess what these answers are going to be, or I'm going to make sure, you know what I mean? Like to me, that's not what divination is. And like, it can be frustrating. Like she says at the beginning where like some people have the gift that they're able to (laughs) prophesize things or whatever. And she does have it. Um, It doesn't happen a lot, but everything she's ever said though has come true. I mean, she's not lying about it. Her, the whole thing is like that people just don't believe her. And I think, It's a subject that, like Hermione, it's not something. It's not something Hermione cares for. So it's not everyone's, for lack of a better phrase, it's not everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> this class, yes, like for Hermione, that's not where her strong suit is. She doesn't like it. She very much would rather have a very structured, like black and white class. You know, like a math class, like a a or two plus two equals four, where divination is more like a philosophy kind of a class. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, no to really piggyback off of that like hop on (laughs) girl her class isn't that bad the problem Mm -hmm. that i have with her is that she openly lies yes so like she tries too hard that's what she does she's trying too hard to be something that she's not but if she taught what she knows yes the class would be perfectly fine and i also don't think it's fair to judge these kids on their seeing ability when you you cannot just be a seer yeah you know what i mean like you can like forens when he teaches them like how to like read the stars and Mm -hmm. whatnot he he knows that he can't like that they're not you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, like you can, it's almost like <clears throat> you're teaching them to interpret. I feel like it's like you're teaching them to like interpret like tea leaves or like the stars. But I think it's almost like 
Oh, I was going to give an example, but that was probably going to get really crazy. Thinking of like how everybody sees things different. So like me reading my tea leaves and you reading my tea leaves, we both are going to be looking at it with different eyes. They're looking at seeing different things. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those things where like, it's a class I think that you would teach. This is how you do it. Not everyone's going to sing the same thing. Not everyone's going to experience the same mm-hmm. thing because everyone's coming to it. Just like opening them up to yes. what it is. Right. Yeah. And maybe you'll find a seer or two. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, and I think with her. Judge them on effort. Yeah. Rather yeah. than like, their I think ability. She just, I, think, I think Trelawney tries too hard to be like, I'm a seer. I'm a seer. Uh, uh, I'm a seer. Um, <laughs> but she she's been able to do it but again we've talked about like the whole thing where like she had that ancestor that like was cursed right and so it's kind of her curse where like people don't believe her and they think she's a fraud well when we do her felix file i mean we can get into all the reasons which like why mm-hmm. she behaves the, the way that she does and obviously she copes with it in a very unhealthy way and yeah, I does. really feel for her. So so she's someone that you shouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, I can't stand her. I hate her. Well, let's, you know, get to know. I've never met anyone the person behind the Umbridge, character. But Umbridge has her own host of uh, issues I don't care for. Like, I think she I think like we've talked about this with Hagrid's class where she goes. Umbridge goes in knowing what she's, she's do, going to yeah. pick out the things to make sure that he fails. She not and nice. she did the exact same thing with Trelawney. Trelawney. Yeah. Ooh, I said that really good. You did. Everybody praised me. Good job, Tiff. Oh, thanks. Um, and I should have said well. Who plays her? Emma. Thompson. What's her last name? She's so good. I know. She's good in everything. She's such a good actress. She is yeah, fantastic. fantastic. Uh, I didn't even know that was her until you told me the one day. Yeah. All right. She was married to uh, Gilderoy Lockhart, and he cheated on her with uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. 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 That is so weird gifts. when you think of it. are so good. In Potter characters. So, uh, the chapter, right? Yeah. I mean, go, go back to it. All right. Where are we at? <laughs> um, even we at? Uh, we at? Harry's feeling bad for Trelawney. He thinks that she's going to crack because he sees her in the corridors, which, one, that's weird because she's said before, I try not to come down from my tower often because I don't want to cloud my inner eye right um so she's she's wandering around the corridor she's muttering wildly to herself she keeps giving like terrified glances over her shoulder um and she gives off a powerful smell of cooking sherry i've read these books a couple times right i've always wondered what that was never actually looked it up and i need help because i'm still confused even looking it up so there's apparently cooking sherry and then there's also like sherry you can drink so here we go so cooking sherry is a grape wine that's fortified with brandy just like a regular sherry but the cooking sherry has a bunch of salt added to it to extend its shelf life and is used for cooking it's specifically used for a culinary ingredient to add a sweet and nutty taste of food so i looked up can you drink cooking sherry because it kind of sounds like you can't (laughs) straightforward answer is people drink things that they can't right people there's there's people that have um, issues with alcohol that literally will drink anything they can. That's true. That has alcohol in it. Not to say you should do that, well, but but it's facts. Yes. Um, I'd also like to point out though that I think all wine is grape wine. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> it's a banana wine. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> there's radish wine. <laughs> <A> radish. 
But I also think it's it's grape. Thank you, Sasa. You're welcome. So straightforward <laughs> answer is no, you can't drink this. Aside from alcohol, cooking wine and sherry have high salt content, which doesn't make it ideal to drink. But as Sarah said, it doesn't say like it's just a straightforward answer is no. So that leaves a lot of gray area. So I don't know what she's doing. I tried to find the answer for you and I kind of half did. So take what you will from that. Thank. And that's it. Cause you only did half. So I only said thank instead oh. of you. You're <laughs> okay. So if Harry wasn't so worried about Hagrid, you're Harry. <laughs> he would have felt bad for her, but obviously like who would be his choice to stay? Hagrid. Um, but Hagrid isn't doing much better than Trelawney. Uh, he was following was Hermione's fo- advice. Oh, God. What's up? <laughs> so, I was feeling my computer because it was really hot, and I accidentally unmuted, so you were really oh, loud. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, Hagrid was following Hermione's advice. He's not showing them, like, big, impressive, scary creatures. Um, the most frightening thing, and it's not frightening, they had seen was a Krupp. Okay, so Crup. from the Fantastic Beast book, what? if I can open it. Where do you find those? Hold on, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really honest today. <laughs> bread. What'd you say? Wheat. I don't oh know bread. God. I don't know bread. <laughs> All right, so the Krupp, which has a classification of three X's, according to the Ministry of Magic. The Krupp originated in the southeast of England. It closely resembles a Jack Russell Terrier, except for the forked yeah. tail. The Krupp is almost certainly a wizard-created oh, dog, yeah. as it is intensely loyal to wizards and ferocious towards muggles. Mm, it is a great scavenger, ferocious. eating anything from gnomes to old tires. Um, oh gosh! Krupp licenses may be obtained from the Department for the Re- Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures on completion of a simple test to prove that the applicant wizard is capable of controlling the Krupp in Muggle-inhabited areas. Krupp owners are legally obliged to remove the Krupp's tail with a painless severing charm. Painless? Ooh. Doesn't sound very painless. While the Krupp is six to eight weeks old, <laughs> lest Muggles notice it. So I'm going to show you guys this adorable little picture. I'm not a. I remember like, this. I remember. Why? This. Why have a tail? Like if they were said they were a wizard bred dog. If you're just gonna cut the tail off to hide it away from muggles, just say there was a genetic defect. Yeah. And move on. Yeah, I agree. With you. If I found a dog with two tails, I would be like, cool. You see that puppy with a tail growing out of his forehead? It's cute. I did. <laughs> all dogs are cute. I know. Wow. Uh, they also all go to heaven katie doesn't like beagles (laughs) i never said that (laughs) lord wow is that the kind of dog you guys are gonna get no it's not i told her i'm not dealing with that Ooh, stuff (laughs) you didn't say Uh, stuff i'm on on katie's side about the whole dog situation for the two fozzy bear a ruse i know he a ruse and it's a loud it is a very loud room. I um, I just I don't like Jack Russell Terriers. I feel like you guys should have like a corgi or something. A corgi would be great. <gasps> Corgis are cute, they but also such cute so butts. would a Britney Spaniel. And we're moving. Oh, those are on. also pretty. So <laughs> I'm on Katie's team. Team Katie with dog fights. Well, I should call it the dog fight. The dog discussion. An English cocker spaniel. 
But you're I'm naming a lot saying, of different breeds. You know, <laughs> William and Kate have an English Cocker Spaniel. So Am I William and Kate? Uh, happy for no. them. Your name is Kate. I could go by William. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things going on right now. Right? Uh, what an episode to be the first one exclusive to Spotify. Bill, I'm going to need you to calm down over there. Oh, I need I to finish my that. section. Okay. All right, Kate. Okay. She's going to go by Bill. So, Catherine. Yeah. You better call me Duchess I'm from now on. I'm Duchess Megan. <laughs> no, you're William. We're both Duchesses, Megan and Kate. Just saying. <laughs> well, I don't think they go by Duchess anymore. Let Katie finish. <laughs> Poor thing. I don't even know what she's talking about anymore. Right? No. Is oh, it Harry Potter? Look at Snoopy's sad you don't like him. I love Snoopy. I tell him all the time how cute he is. Anyway. <laughs> even so. Even though they're just talking about Krups and not scary things, Hagrid seems to have lost his nerve. Poor Hagrid. This dude is so awesome. So and he loses him. his confidence at the drop of a hat. It sucks. Um, he seems super distracted. He's jumpy during lessons. And he has great lessons. He does. Especially these, like the last one, this one. Right? They're good. I agree with you. Um, he loses track of what he's saying. Like in the middle of a sentence, Philia, big time there. He answers questions wrongly and he like keeps looking at Umbridge super anxious, obviously. Um, and he's more distant to the trio, which is sad, but he doesn't want them to get in trouble. He's like, don't come down and see me because it'll be after dark and she's going to catch you and it's just, it's bad news. And they listen to him because they don't want to further jeopardize his job. Yes, Sarah. I wonder too if they're, if he's worried. Um, if something like what does happen later on in the book would happen while they were there. You know what I mean? I wonder if that's part of it too, where he's like, just in case I don't trust her. I'm saying I can't, I don't trust her as far as I could throw her, but he probably could throw her very far. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> but like, I, I wonder if that's also part of his thinking. Like, I know that's, I, I don't not know, but that wouldn't shock me. You know what I mean? If he's thinking like, it wouldn't shock me if they try to do some sneaky stuff to get rid of me. And I don't want them there when it happens. Yeah. Cause it's happened before. Sneaky, yeah. Sneaky. Oh, he's, mm-hmm. he's not entirely wrong though. Is he? So quote from the book, <laughs> it seemed to Harry, <laughs> it seemed to Harry that Umbridge was steadily depriving him of everything that made his life at Hogwarts uh. worth living. Visits to Hagrid's house, letters from Sirius, his firebolt, and Quidditch, because they know he's banned for life. He took his revenge the only way he had, <laughs> redoubling his efforts for the Da. So all of them, even Zach Smith, <laughs> they're, all, they're all working. I love every single time you do it. It's so good. We should reenact that scene with just us. Dude. Do it on a whatever that app is. What, TikTok? TikTok? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and you know what's funny? I literally am like, what app is she talking about? <laughs> you know your old one. Clock talk. Tick talk. The tick talk. Mm-hmm. Tick talk with a C. Talk with a C. <laughs> but no. Hmm. No. Oh, I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. Like tick tack. Um, so even Zach Smith was working even harder since the news about the Azkaban breakout. Um, but nobody had more improvement than my boy Neville. 
The news of his that was parents. Weird. I like felt like you should have said Remus. I really relate. Neville. I know. I've been really Neville's really been growing on me. Is he I, gonna reach Remus him. level? Nah. No. Don't even kid yourself. But he's really cool. <gasps> oh, oh I think he's pretty great. Oh, I'm girl. just saying I'm not gonna worship at his feet like I do Mr. Lupin, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Katie, and I've come to talk to you about Remus Lupin, <laughs> right. my Lord and Savior. Never oh, feel better. Ew. What? Ew. Serious? Ew. ew. Remus? Ew. Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it seemed like the news of his parents' attacker, <laughs> attacker escaping had really brought about this strange and even slightly alarming change in him. He never mentioned meeting with the trio at St. Mungo's and they were like, all right, we won't bring it up either, which I like that mutual respect a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And he hadn't even said anything about Bellatrix. Um, Quote, in fact, he barely spoke during DA meetings anymore, but worked relentlessly on every new jinx and counter curse Harry taught them. His plump face screwed up in concentration, apparently indifferent to injuries or accidents, working harder than anyone else in the room. He was improving so fast it was quite unnerving and when Harry taught them the shield charm a means of deflecting minor jinxes so that so that they rebounded upon the attacker only Hermione mastered the charm faster than Neville yeah Neville you go go Neville go Neville you go, go Neville. Neville it's not your birthday Coco. but go Mm-mm. Neville <laughs> I mean I think that just shows Neville, like you're capable of doing so much, and think about how awesome he would have been more so if he had his a, a wand of his own. You know what I mean? Right, like he yeah. would have beat Hermione. My favorite line I think in so this, too. yeah. I my favorite line in this is apparently indifferent to injuries or accidents, which to me I took as like he's getting knocked on his butt by these other curses mm. and jinx a lot, but he's just getting back up and he's working harder to do. He's strong. What he needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's we're my gonna talk about, section. uh, we're going to talk about, uh, some stuff. All right. So, so Jacob and Bella and Edward, <laughs> <laughs> I really had to think about what their names were for a second. And I did read those books. I didn't even question um, my brain. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So, well, Harry isn't happy with his progress. Wow. I cannot say that word. Progress with acclimacy. He feels like he's getting worse and not better under the dual eye. What am I trying to say? I don't know. He thinks he's not getting any better. He's just getting worse. He notices that his scar has been hurting um, pretty much all the time where before it wasn't. It was just hurting every once in a while. And he can feel more of Voldemort's emotions than before. Like he'll just notice that like um, he'll start feeling like an emotion that has nothing to do with what he's uh, going on around him. Um, So he um, also has been dreaming about walking down that corridor in the Department of Mysteries every single night. And they always end like the dream always ends with him standing in front of a plain black door. Hermione says that it just needs to get maybe it just needs to get worse before it gets better. She says like a fever. <laughs> and Harry is sure that Snape's lessons are actually I making it fever. worse. And he's just he's sick of the lessons. He's sick of the dreams. He's sick of staring at the door that won't open. He's just sick of it. Um 
And she reminds him that Dumbledore doesn't want him to be having any of these dreams. And that's exactly why he needs to be like working on those lessons with Snape. Um, and then he's like, I am working on it. But again, I think that's a, he's been put in a very difficult situation with that whole thing. Um, they don't mesh well, mm-hmm. Snape and mm-hmm. Mr. Potter. So Ron then interjects with maybe it isn't Harry's fault that he's not learning. Maybe Snape isn't actually trying to help him with it at all. Maybe he's trying to get Harry's mind kind of be more open for Voldemort easier for him to like slip in and like feel the feels and think the thoughts or whatever. And then Hermione tells Ron to shut up um, about him being suspicious. Don't suspicious. be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be um of snape because every time he has been like suspected snape of doing something um evil uh he's not been correct and she says it's a quote from the book dumbledore trusts him he works for the order that ought to be enough ron reminds her slash them um that he used to be a death eater though so like where's that you know uh and where's the proof that he actually changed sides like how do we know blah 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 and again another quote from the book she says dumbledore trusts him and if we can't trust dumbledore we can't trust anyone hmm 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 <laughs> hmm so between all of their homework, between. their super secret da meetings, and the lessons with Snape, it was February before Harry could say hopscotch. Harry hasn't been able to have a real what? conversation with Cho since the whole like kind of asking each other like out on a date thing, you know. And he uh, realized that they would soon be spending the whole day together or like a part of the day, you know. So he's nervous. Oh, Harry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So on the morning of Valentine's Day, Harry wakes up. Those are his eyeballs opening. Oh my God. Put some oil on those. <laughs> like the Tin Man. And over he there. made sure to dress with purpose. Tin Man. Why'd you crease his eyes? Are you laughing at me? Tin Man. so he makes sure to dress with purpose and at breakfast he notices that hermione got a letter um and she was pretty excited about it it's also noted that like hedwig wasn't there but like not that he expected her to be there so i'm like i don't know why that was part of that paragraph um just it stood out in my mind so after reading the letter she asks harry to meet her at the three broomsticks around noonish time Mm. and then he's like well i don't know if i can make it because like i don't know what our plan my plans with cho are like we didn't really get to talk about it and i'm expecting that she's gonna want me to spend most of the day with her yeah i don't know man (laughs) and then hermione tells him to bring her along but you know he just you have to come she's like will you come please please and so he agrees to meet her um and just jumping ahead to the next section of this chapter that's in the next episode i'd be upset too if i was joe if i was going on a first date with a guy and then all of a sudden we have to meet his friend yeah it's weird like i wouldn't care for that this is their only opportunity i think because everything else is so heavily guarded but like had hermione spoken to harry like and I I don't think this would have happened. Even if she had told Harry, he probably wouldn't have thought anything about it. But, like, as a female, if I was going on a first date with a guy and we're meeting his friend um, and he didn't tell me until then, to me, that's, then it's like, oh, so this really isn't a date at all. We're going to hang out with your friend. Mm. Um, but that's just my 
opinion. Um, so Good Hermione pepper. doesn't have time to tell him why she wants him to meet her later. So she hurries out of the hall with her letter in one hand and some toast in the other. Ooh, toast. Um, <laughs> is it French? <laughs> Ron isn't coming to Hogsmeade uh, because Angelina has them practicing all day. And this is another quote from the book. Angelina wants a full Jay's training like it's going to help. We're the worst team I've ever seen. You should see Sloper and Kirk. They're pathetic. I'm sorry, Ezra. Even worse than I am. <laughs> I don't know why Angelina won't l- just let me resign. Harry responds, with, it's because you're good when you're on form. That's why. Mm. Um, if you want to know who Sloper and Kirk were, we talked about that a couple of episodes ago. And why weren't you listening? Um, I actually don't remember. <laughs> they just were like mentioned. I no, think I know they were. <laughs> they replaced. Um, yeah. So no, Everybody Ginny who replaces Harry. Um, and then they replace Fred and George. Um, and so like with, with Ron saying this, like Harry's kind of like annoyed because this I is get like, it. not, not to say like he's singing the same old song, but he kind of is. Mm-hmm. And really like, he's not, Harry's not wrong. He's saying like when Ron is confident and on his form, he's great at a lot of things. He just mm-hmm. lacks the confidence. Mm-hmm. So here's <clears throat> my opinion on this. Here's my pepper. If you will. No, thank you. Well, you're going to eat. I don't yellow. like peppers. What color? It's red. You eat peppers, Well, they, they told me to tell you to stuff it. <laughs> stuff it like a pepper. Get it? <laughs> Anyways, um, I get where Harry's coming from in this moment because even, say, the life banning aside, when you know someone that, like, you care about is good at something and they're just not, like believing in themselves or trying hard or like, you know, owning up to like the potential that they have. Mm -hmm. It can be frustrating because you know, they have it in them. Well, also Harry says, but they have to find it themselves. Yeah. Like it just gets tiring, like for Harry, because he tries to tell mm -hmm. Ron constantly. So it's like, and this is just real life friendship. Like that's with Ron and with anybody in this situation, if you are, um, lacking the confidence and whatever, and you have people throwing that at you. That, that not that the, not that it doesn't mean anything, but you yourself have to believe mm-hmm. it. You yourself are going to be the person that has to be like, yeah. I'm good. Like, yes, all of these people are telling me I'm great at Quidditch. I just have to be confident, or you know, whatever else the case may be. You have to do it for yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you, you can't go into something like that. Like just. Even if people are saying it to you, like, not that, it, again, not that it means nothing, but you have to believe it yourself. Mm-hmm. And people could tell you a million times a day, you won't believe it until you are ready yourself to hear it and mm-hmm. ready yourself to believe it. Um, yeah. Frustrating on all sides. Yeah. Because I get I get it. I totally a thousand percent oh, get do wrong. you? <laughs> Why? What are you trying to say? Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think that uh, you need to. I we've had this conversation. Creak, I am creak, Ron. Creak those eyes open a little bit, <laughs> Tin Man. Let me try to do it again. <laughs> but no, I I get it. Um, because I feel that way about a lot of things, and I know like I, that's something I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not an easy thing to do. It's not. <clears throat> it's snot. Get it? You get it? Okay. Mucus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wheat. <laughs> Bogies. 
So Harry isn't very sympathetic towards Ron because he would love nothing more than to play Quidditch. And that's also something frustrating. Like with me, it's like, well, I would, and I'm glad that he doesn't say this to Ron where he's like, well, I would love to be playing Quidditch, but I'm bad. You know what I mean? It's easy enough to understand. So (laughs) (laughs) correct. Um, because honestly, like Harry, that's one of the things he loves to do. And currently he's not allowed to do it. Um, and I, and he also like what he said to Ron is also true. He just needs some confidence. You know what would have been great? It'd be great. What? If in Harry's sixth year when he got Tony, the captaincy. Tony the Tiger. If he like sent a letter to Umbridge. Dear Umbridge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes he was still alive and playing Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you can uh, write to people to- in Azkaban? I don't know. Mm, I, think I think they would let I, Harry. I feel like that's something that they would take away. You I know, think yeah. that they would let Harry give her a letter. Enclosed is a picture of me playing Quidditch. Well, she's not in Azkaban <laughs> yet. But like, think of like Doesn't when she she's go in, in Azkaban after Voldemort is gone. Voldemort. Voldemort. Voldemort's all right. Oh, let's talk about it. Voldemort up. is gone. He's dead. No more. Harry Potter no back more. again from the dead because you know he's Harry Potter. He's the boy that lives a million times. And he writes a little letter <laughs> to Umbridge and he's like, "Guess what, Umbridge? Uh, I'm playing Quidditch and you can't do anything because you're in prison." Here's a picture of me. <laughs> Hang it up in your cell and uh, <laughs> say hi to the dement. Oh, there's no dementors anymore. Say hi uh, to the auras. I'm gonna be one. <laughs> Jokes on you. So I love what John said, dear Umbridge. I must not tell lies. I'm captain of the Quidditch team. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Ron is better, and I said this when he is more confident in himself. Um. And they don't talk about Quidditch for like the rest of their breakfast, and they kind of say like icy goodbyes to each other um so ron's off to practice and harry is off um to to narnia but before he does he's looking at his reflection in the back of a teaspoon to make sure he looks all right dude is he checking his teeth probably got any spinach in there spinach i had beans on toast liver like to try that but also makes me nervous same beans on toast beans on toast i know but like i don't always love beans i love beans with you and I do love toast. Have a musical fruit, Kate. Do you put butter on the toast? Mm, I don't like, know. is it butter toast with beans and an egg? You ever butter do, bean toast? You ever do toast oh. with butter and then jelly? Oh, it's so yes. good. Yeah. No, I will I've say this: that. if I'm ever eating something that's like a bread type item, and then like I don't know breads, like a bagel with like cream cheese, I typically <laughs> and this is a reason why I'm fat, maybe. Um, I do the bagel. I do. I typically always toast it, put butter and then cream cheese on top. Wait, you do butter and cream cheese? I've never heard of that. It's so good. Oh my God. So she's some good, like Irish butter. Wheat. (laughs) Wheat. But, um, yeah. Just making sure this is weak. Like, even if I'm making, like, an avocado toast, I will butter my toast before I put the avocado on there, and then I put olive oil on top. Oh, avocado. I like everything bagel toast. seasoning. I like to get a bagel, toast it, cream cheese, everything but the bagel seasoning, but I also still have the bagel. See, <laughs> I like the everything but the bagel seasoning cooked in things. Oh, I love that. Well, I like, like cooked in itself. eggs. Yeah. <laughs> You're what is wrong with me today? I just like a really, really peppery egg. 
Me too. <laughs> I do. Yeah, like that's same. how I put salt. Like when I make my eggs, I just put some salt and I put a lot of cracked pepper on my eggs. Okay. One time I put so much pepper on chicken that I was cooking for dinner that Meg and I could not eat it because <laughs> it's so cute. My mom did that with me. I told horns. her. I told her I was like, I really like putting salt and pepper on chicken and baking it. So she like wanted to do something nice and she's like oh i'm gonna remember to put pepper on it and she put so it was much inedible. pepper on it it was inedible all the chicken do you know what marty just made me today salt pepper garlic garlic seasoning Ooh. Ooh. so good in the air fryer 20 minutes flip it halfway crispity crunchy Wait, say it again chicky chicky Boneless, skinless chicken breast. I only heard salt, pepper, and garlic. And so I was like, why are you putting that? I thought you were saying he like made you a new seasoning. That's and what I was I thinking, thought. like, why would you? Whoa. Why? I think you didn't say chicken because I was thinking, Did like, I? why would you put just oh. that in the air fryer? Like, <laughs> oh, well, we were talking about chicken. <laughs> so I assumed everybody knew I was talking about chicken. No. No, I don't eat just seasoning in the air fryer, but thank you for asking. <laughs> I don't even know how Should that would work. Should we start the lightning bolt question? Yeah, yeah props. Let's, props, what's props. chicken? What would you put on your chicken? <laughs> Another chicken. Well, Two man. chickens. I, I would put roast beef. Three chickens. I like, a turducken. I like a turducken. I don't care for that. <laughs> nah, I also don't care for that idea. Oh, All right, boy. read them to me, Megal. I'm like turkey. All right, Megal, Megal, Iggy. Do you want to ask him? Oh, okay. That's terrifying. Iggy asks, <laughs> meow, 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 meow. Will you feed me? Meow, meow. It's terrifying, Iggy. What? I can't feed you because this gift is haunting meow, my oh, no. life. Okay. First question, Pesha. What are you all most looking forward to in October? I like this one. I love everything spooky. Everything spooky. Um, Walking with crunchy leaves and seeing the spooky house. I'm excited Mm. to come to Ohio. That's true. Yeah. Switch Um, party. I'm excited for colder weather Mm -hmm. and sweater weather. I was going to say sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. It was sweater weather today. And um, I'm having a mini like weekend away in Ohio to a place I've never been. That's fine. With. With some friends. That's cool. That's cute. Um, I'm excited for our four-year anniversary. I'm excited for my birthday. I'm excited for <sighs> visiting home. I'm excited for Halloween. I'm excited for the Animal Crossing update. Let's be real. Dude. <laughs> okay, we'll, no, we'll talk about that later. The, yeah, I'm yeah. so excited. Because I have things to say um, about you. <laughs> Sage asks, do you think the unspeakables have to make an unbreakable vow or something like that to work in the Department of Mysteries? I think they make an unspeakable vow. Oh, I don't know if there would be an unbreakable vow, but I would assume that they have to at least sign an NDA. Wait, what was the question happening? Do you think? I'm sorry, I missed. I was distracted by Discord pictures. Do you think the unspeakables have to make an unbreakable vow or something like that to work in the Department of Mysteries? Yeah, probably. I can't say. (laughs) (laughs) I I would think maybe not an unbreakable vow, but like an unspeakable vow. To be honest, not like no pun intended. Sarah, you stole my answer, ma'am. Oh, but what Great is wrong with your cat? He won't stop. 
Iggy. Iggy. <laughs> I'm sorry to scream that into the microphone. Um, let's see. Pumpkin spice and everything nice, man. Vinny. Pumpkin cream cold brews. How did the Death Eaters escape from Azkaban? Was it a heist or the Dementors just released them? It's the Dementors. They're no longer on the side of the ministry. I feel no um, in ministry control. I feel like the movie somewhat did that disjustice because while it looked visually pleasing to see half of mm. Azkaban smashed to smithereens, I don't think that that's what happened. And I do agree that it was just the Dementors that let them out. Yeah. I mean, if you have to think about they're like taking orders from orders from Umbridge, but she was basically like <clears throat> saying, hey, here's a free soul. Yeah. Take two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a They're buy one, get orders. one. Did you want the pumpkin spice latte, pumpkin cream cold brew, <laughs> black coffee, iced tea? You know, it has been a minute since I had a pumpkin cheese. spice latte. Let's let's just order that tomorrow and we'll see what happens. Did you have a pumpkin spice latte today? Those are pumpkin cream cold it's brew. Different, it's Sarah. different. And I didn't It even... is, it is. You're right. I was not listening to Tiffany when she spoke. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Um, Sam asks, if you were sent to Owl's Caban, what would it be for? Oh, God. Iggy wants to send me there right now. because For not feeding him? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For being... I'm a good girl. Too cool. (laughs) For school. So she'd be delinquent and have to go away. You're not kidding. (laughs) I don't... I don't really commit crimes. No. I would care too much. I don't like being in trouble. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I get too anxious. No, I really wouldn't go, but let's let's come up with the silliest reasons you would be there. Katie for adding too much pepper to chicken. Yes. You know yeah. what? Um that's a real offense. It's illegal downtown Cleveland to wear uh for women to wear patent shoes. Maybe I would do that. Oh my what? god. It, it's like one of those ridiculous like laws from like way back that's never enforced. It might not be a law anymore, but it used to oh be. Mine would be for um, taking forever Ooh, to put my clothes away. What's like a crime mm. that's like not a real crime? Obviously, this is what Tiffany Stealing was saying. Stealing a balloon on a free balloon day. <laughs> <laughs> I will... Speaking of balloons, I could see myself going to Azkaban for taking the massive handful of balloons on Main Street USA and just running down Main Street with them for a photo op, and then I would just like want. But like, them. if there's no consequences, and then how she fun gets tackled. <laughs> and then I get tackled. What? <laughs> so if there's no no consequences and nobody was mad, I got hurt. How fun would that be? It would be so fun, right? I would want to be like, what if am it I lifted gonna you like into the air and then you were up to yeah, Tiffany? You, or, you know why Katie cult. would go to. <laughs> Katie would go to Azkaban for feeding seagulls. Yes, <gasps> yes, yes I would. would. Uh, <laughs> yes. What would Sarah go to ask? Oh, I know what you would. What would I go to Azkaban for? For tooting too much. <laughs> <laughs> I would say for too much, but some of them are. I'll tell you what. You did something in the bathroom in the wrong bathroom. That's that sounds that's a punishable awful. offense. <laughs> I had a business call in the downstairs bathroom instead of the upstairs bathroom. That's, that's a punishable offense. Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> shall we move on to the next question? Yeah. Um, you want to talk about this? Nope. Rope asks. <laughs> just these are really like involved fun questions today. I'm just saying. Nope. Rope asks if you could make an umbrage style decree to make the host to your right miserable, what would it be? I say we just go in. Um, <laughs> There's no one there. But we just go like in. I'm to your order. right. So like technically, well, Tiffany you would do way. me. You're my front. I would do Katie. Katie would do Sarah. Sarah would do Tiffany. <laughs> 
Uh, if you could make an umbrage style decree to make the host to your right miserable, what would it be? Oh, oh, I, Megan's gonna eat some lettuce. Oh. Oh. Wait, so who am I? Mine, I have to say something about Timmy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, for okay. Katie, no cats are allowed <gasps> at Hogwarts. <gasps> I know it would suck. <laughs> for Sarah, oh, let's see. <laughs> Katie trying to be sinister looks like a puppy. She looks you look so cute trying to be mean. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah has to um suddenly right now go to a very populated social event. Oh god. <laughs> and hug everybody. Which is all because of COVID times. With and Kate is going without a mask. <laughs> oh my gosh. And people are sneezing. <laughs> are these allergies or something more sinister? Oh, uh, that's the worst. Um, I was going to say something real mean for Tiffany, but maybe I still will because Katie's is pretty mean. <laughs> um, no warming charms ever. <gasps> I'm so cold though. Oh, that I know. would be bad for Katie too. <laughs> my toes are cold right now. Those drafty castle hallways. <laughs> I don't know if I can do no it. No bluebell flames for you. <clears throat> Jeez, that's a good one. Okay. Oh, <gasps> hold on. Lisa yes. and Pacheco, Sasa wouldn't be able to cook anything or help cook. <laughs> she just had to watch other people do that, it. That no, gives me more anxiety. She would have to watch me in her kitchen lair. Catching glimpses. <laughs> I struggle with that. Catching glimpses At least I know that. how to I really get an egg yolk struggle out. struggle watching Katie cut things. She does. Oh, that gives I don't care anxiety. to watch people do that. She like hovers, but tries to seem like she's not hovering. Like I was watching her chop up an onion the other day and I was like, uh, I just want to let you know that's how I've always chopped up onions, and you always give me the task of chopping onions. Well, I mean, so no, you do a great job, but I was great. just—I taught you an easier way. I forgot. Yeah, that's all. Okay, next question. Oh yeah, the original puff pastry with me watching them because I—I even made the rule like we aren't allowed to give them help, and, and then I could not say things. I'll never forget how Mister um, Ezra Kirk separated the yolks from oh, the eggs. Oh my gosh, that was. The the worst Ezra University. <laughs> All right, next question comes from Roman Brody. Do you think that the giants would be upset if they found out a half giant was in Azkaban? I like that question. I think they would. No, be. I don't think they would care. You think they would? Yeah, because that they would be like, why are you discriminating? But do they honestly? I don't do think giants care. care. Is there no no no? Is there a stigma against half, half giants? giants? Oh, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, do they just like not care about them? For sure. Because Grop was picked on big time. That's he's true. Small. He was small. Yeah. True. I bet you they don't care, and I also bet you they like don't care in the sense of like they're they. I bet you they discriminate against half giants on both both parts. So like both the wizarding part of him being a half giant and the giant part of him being a half giant. So he's getting discrimination from both parts, and I genuinely don't think they would care that he's in prison. Sad. There so, you know. It's my take. Um, Sydney asks, do you think that people in Azkaban get visiting hours? We only ever hear about political people going. Mm. I don't think that they do. Because I feel like it was a um, it was a privilege I that they like, allowed yeah, Crouch yeah. and his wife to visit his son. If mm -hmm. they did. I think it, <clears throat> go ahead, Sarah, I'm they sorry. played favorites. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Wanna go. If they did. I'm I'd... just thinking like if they have money, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like or Harry's got clout. 
Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a bad curse to go. If they did allow it, I don't know if a lot of people would because it's literally like draining, so damaging to even visit there. Yeah, that's good. Like if I was the one imprisoned, I don't know if I'd want people coming there because I'd be like, "You're gonna, it's gonna to mess you up." In yeah, that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Let's do two more. Um, Kendra asks, if you were at Hogwarts this year, would you be openly defiant to Umbridge? That would be a hard yes from me. I would be in detention every day. <laughs> yeah. Apparently I was, I've forgotten how um, sassy and forward I was in my teen years. And some of the situations that my parents have like reminded me of that I like did, I was like, oh, whoa so probably i don't know if i would have been it depends on who my friend group was because like if my friends are more vocal um or not even more vocal but like i just think of like i i was more vocal in classes when i had friends with me like um just because i'm more comfortable around my friends so like i was i was more comfortable like actually speaking and like engaging yeah um versus like just classes by myself like i were you in my theology teacher that year with that guy teacher whose mm-hmm. name i don't remember yeah we were horrible we um, like never paid attention <laughs> well <laughs> and like we, we hate he didn't hate like and i had them both semesters and my, the first semester you me and gabby were in class together yep. and literally we were like obnoxious and i said to him i go just wait i'm like next semester i'm gonna be in your class by myself i'm like you won't hear me speak at all yeah. and he didn't believe me and so the next semester when I was in class by myself, like I never talked and he's like, you weren't kidding. I was like, no, I'm like, I'm first of all, I don't, not that I didn't care about like the other girls I went to school with, but like they weren't my friends. So like, I'm not going to talk to you. That's like <laughs> us in French too, though. I mean like French one, when we were together, well, we would ask her like the dumbest questions and we didn't even care. Like we didn't even I think, think about it too was because we were the only sophomores in that yeah. class. Because we switched to French one our sophomore year. Yeah. I took Spanish for the first year. I was so bad at it. And then said, oh, nay, nay. Je m'appelle. Sarah. Sasa. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think I was Brigitte that first year. Because you know how you can yeah, always pick a name. Get, like, I was Margarita in, in uh, Spanish class because I thought it was cool picking a drink name. <laughs> which is just a name. I'm not even lying. I was like, ew, it's a drink. <laughs> and then I picked Brigitte. And then I said something. She's like, oh, I think because like I wrote Brigitte on my like paper. And she's like, no, like you had to put your actual name or something like that. I don't remember. She's like, for all you know, there's another Brigitte O'Malley walking around. I was like, as a matter of fact, there is. <laughs> um... Did Tiffany and Katie answer that? Would you speak up? Would you be defiant against Umbridge? High school me? Yeah, I I said. Me now? I'd definitely be part of the DA, if nothing else. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Megan would not have been because she's a Slytherin and there were no Slytherins. I would have been the first Slytherin. I don't know if they would have let you in. I would have begged. (laughs) I would have proved myself. I would have vouched for... (laughs) How many snakes does it take? Come on, I need to pass my OWLs too. She would have, she would have slithered into the group. I would have stolen some Hufflepuff robes and acted the part. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) she'd be like, I brought snacks. (laughs) Brought snacks. (laughs) Uh, All right, last question. Akio Amelia asks, Would you have agreed to meet a friend if you were supposed to be on a first date, even if it was Hermione? No, I'd be like, Uh, in the current, in the in the climate of Potter, yes. 
No. But otherwise, like, no. I want to get home. I get the seriousness. But of, if it's a, if it's a first date, no. Um, I guess it would depend. Even if, if this was your was only opportunity to give friends. an interview to get your story out to the Wizarding World about the truth, thing. there's a difference between like the situation that happens in the book and then everyone being up front and being like Hermione telling him her plan. Cause it wasn't just like she got the letter that day. Like she wrote the letter weeks ago. She doesn't say anything to Harry. Like <sighs> communication. And then if I was put in that Until situation, that and Hermione told me that she wanted me to meet her. And then I was going on a first date with some guy. I'd be like, Hey, or even if, whatever. So I would tell the guy, I'm like, Hey, I had to go do this. I would really like for you to come with me. And then we could like proceed. Like we'll have our beginning date. Then we'll do this. And then we'll talk again. We'll hang out after that. Proceed. I actually think it's kind of <laughs> weird of Hermione to say that. I know, I know it's like important stuff. But, like, she knows how much Harry likes Cho, and Cho, they finally landed a date together. And then she's just like, well, when did Hermione home. find out? You know what I mean? What if she found out last second? She literally... How does she ask? Are you talking about the letter? No. Well, okay. So, say she writes the letter because she gets the idea, right? And say um, Rita takes her sweet time and doesn't give her an answer until the very last second. That's exactly what happened. Well, then how are you faulting her? What I'm saying though is Hermione already knows Harry when she why? writes the letter to because I had assumed it was like at the beginning of the chapter when she was like off to go send a letter. You know what I mean? I assume then as well. So Harry has already asked Cho on the date. So they already know he's going on the date with Cho. If I was Hermione, I would tell Harry, hey, I'm just letting you know now A, B, C, D about this whole situation. Um, so I, I that's just not how I'm not I don't know. I, I would tell the person I'm going on a date with, Hey, I have to go do this. I would have like, I would have rather Harry didn't explain it. Right. Nobody explained anything. Right. But they're also teenagers and I'm a 30 year old. So I'm thinking about this way differently. You than a 16 most definitely are. Um, but <laughs> I also wouldn't want to go on a first date with a guy and then meet his friend. That's a girl. Well, you gotta be comfortable with yourself. No, but like, yes. And no, I think on a first date, like, I'm going to be intimidated. And then like, once I got to know them, like obviously like there's nothing between them that way anyways. But like my first instance of like, you're bringing me on our first date to go meet your friend. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. All right. Well, let's move on to the fan story since she doesn't know. Sarah needs to look in the discord first and then I will. uh, You need to see it. Yeah. What am I looking at? You're the get last not get. that person. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's my face. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't look like you. You actually make that face, which is really great. <laughs> oh, it's really funny. I look pretty cute. Terrifying. All right. Fan story. This week's fan story comes from Blake Gray. Hello, Swish and Flick cast. My name is Blake Gray, and I've been thinking of writing my fan story for a few months now. I started listening to y'all in September of 2019, and I'm currently still in 2018 of your episodes. Just finished Prisoner of Azkaban. I was first introduced to Harry Potter by my second grade teacher in 1997. My dad always encouraged my sister and me to read, so he bought us each uh, each the book as they came out. Each the books as they came out. My sister and I read them aloud to each other. She'd take one chapter, I'd take the other. That's cute. Like many have said before, I return to Potter whenever huge changes occur in my life and I need to feel like I'm home again. 
I re- recently moved to Illinois for medical school, so I started back with book five, my fave, and I'm about to finish the seventh again. My mom became very ill this past year. On the 4th of July, 2019, she was admitted to the ICU, sedated and intubated. One evening, my sister and I were visiting her and thought it might be nice to read her read to her since we were kind of lost for our own words. Mommy's sedation was light that day, so she was able to answer yes-no questions. Jade suggested Michelle Obama's becoming, and I suggested the hollows, to which she vigor- vigorously shook her head no. It was an unexpected light moment during such a scary time. A month later, when she passed, I was unable to pick up the book again. The Battle of Hogwarts mm-hmm. was about to begin, and I couldn't handle lo- losing Remus Tonks and Fred. Desperate for a different connection with the Harry Potter series, I stumbled upon a few podcasts, y'all's being the most heartwarming. Your friendship and lightheartedness put a smile back on my face. I cannot relay how important you guys have been for me. I am truly thankful to have found you and appreciate all your time and forethought for every episode. I've just entered into a new year, the first without my mother. I'm away from all my family members, but I'm so grateful I have all of you to continue to make me laugh, no matter how much I don't want to. Mm. God bless y'all. P.S. I'm a Gryffindor. Wand, Larchwood with Phoenix, Around. Feather, Core, 10 inches with supple flexibility, and Patronus, Dolphin. Which she says, ugh, too. But hey, you share that with me, so that's cool. <sighs> Shout out to oh, Dolphin. Picture for Oh, us. yes, and she included a picture of her and her mom, and they look freaking gorgeous. Oh, beautiful. I'm so, so, so sorry pretty. for your loss. Yes. Um, I'm glad that you... <sighs> strive to find some happiness in your life it's hard it's that's not something Mm -hmm. easy um and i wish you all the happiness in your life yeah yeah something that sticks out for me from the writing is that our podcast felt the most heartwarming to you yeah that makes me feel so good because i'm glad that we can be that for some of you um I don't know. It's just, there's, there's just something special about that. I mean, truly there's something special about us in general with our listeners. Like this is, this is a community, like nothing I've ever even heard yep. of before. Yeah. You know, thousand percent. I've never ever in my life heard of anything like this. So thank you so much for your kind words. And like okay. Kate said, like, we're so sorry for your loss and we're, we're happy to, be a little bit of laughter for you. Yeah. And also yep. you're an awesome Gryffindor, so that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something funny. Right. Your face. Oh. Whoa. It's beautiful. You ain't a kid. Let's see. Let's. <laughs> what do marauders do at night when everybody's tired? I don't know, Katie. M- what? Maraud? They nap. They, map, they take a map. Naps. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, oh. Rhyming words, man. This rhyming cat words. will not stop trying to come in front of my computer screen Iggy, you're bad. to be in front of my face, and I have to literally block him with my hand. Oh my gosh. It's so too much. Okay. Fozzie was doing that to me today. He kept nosing me for cucumbers. <laughs> The pooch loves cucumbers. All right. Social media. Did you guys know that you can find us on Facebook? We're at Swish and Flick Podcast. What? We also have a fantastic Facebook group called Swish and Flick Podcast Group. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flickcast. 
And also, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can follow your hosts. Myself and Katie are on Twitter and Instagram at The Petrus Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Um, we do tend to go on Instagram live sometimes before episodes. So make sure that you turn on alerts for us so that you can join in on the fun. If you love this podcast and want to support us and be a part of it, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Swish We have different support levels for you to choose to that all to choose from that that offer all different types of things. They range anywhere from two dollars a month up to twenty five dollars a month. Thank you so much to all of our current patrons. Uh, we couldn't do this without you. Nope. Literally could not. We love Tiffany. You all. Truth. What are you doing? Let's talk for a second here. I thought that's what we've been doing for like the past hour, two hours. Oh, it is? Two and a half hours. Hmm. Oh. A million hours. News to me. The new Animal Crossing update. The uh, Animal Crossing. Where do they cross? The street, the bridge, the road. What's on the other side? Is there a chicken crossing with them? Please tell me all of the things. Are there other animals? Why are you an animal? Why are you a person? Who's doing the crossing? (laughs) (laughs) The animals. I just don't even know anymore. (laughs) I can't. Um, So there's this new update. So it's all like Halloween-y and fall. And I'm really excited. And I planted a pumpkin patch today. And I'm... I'm go so excited. It. There's pumpkins. There are. Alana was so funny because she's like wanted to go outside. And she's like, I'll pause your game for you. Yeah. <laughs> she's pretty great. So how many pumpkins that, did you plant? Fifteen. I planted forty. I did thirty. Command. That's me. like excessive. But it though. was fun. Like, why do you need so why many? Don't you I don't know. Many? I need 10 pumpkins just to make one DIY recipe. So there's going to be more. We got a whole month of this. Got to have a lot of pumpkins. Mm, I guess so. And I like how you can see the the leaves changing on the trees. Did you notice that? <gasps> no. You can see differences in the colors Ooh. of the leaves on the trees. Oh, it's really, really cool. Well, I'm about to play it after we're so. done with this, so same so started that back up with our little friend group that we have going on still teaching i started a new um audio book a couple of days ago how's eye of the world it's fine (laughs) it's staring out into space um it's a star wars book heir to the empire so i'm on chapter three but i do audio books like when i shower and stuff can't be putting books in the shower sauce they be getting wet that's all right can't do it dry them off um so yeah reading that i've watched hocus pocus probably forty thousand times i've not watched it once i love it so much i might have watched part of a christmas movie and i do have plans for other books so i'm going to be reading the crucible so it's october so i figured i should read that because I said somewhere along the line that there are holes and gaps in my reading. So I'm going to read that this month. And I'm really excited because it's going to bring me back some Salem memories of going there and walking around, which I wish I could be there. 
um, lifting every morning, feeling sore, feeling strong. So going away with it. But October is going to be full of like good stuff. So I'm ready for it. Same. Your turn. Oh, also, I looked at Megan's profile on Switch today and I can see how many hours she's logged for video games. And I found it very amusing because over the summer we talked about her playing Breath of the Wild and she was like so gung ho because I was like, you know, cruising along in it, having a whole lot of fun. And then she started playing and realized that Breath of the Wild, no matter who you are, that game is tough in the beginning. She has two logged hours. And then if you look at her Animal Crossing time, she has like 800 <laughs> locked hours. Lord. I really do want to try just found that amusing. Breath of the Wild again. Megan, I, it's literally not you. I, yeah. That game at the beginning is you made to pummel you. just need to make sure that you. they brush their teeth beforehand because sometimes the Breath of the Wild is Smelly. wild. You're outrageous. <laughs> I just really like Animal Crossing, Okay. I, my whole island is themed after Edinburgh, and I'm now making it spooky Edinburgh. Spooky. For Halloween. I'm super excited. Jeez. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm obviously playing Animal Crossing again. I did take quite a bit mm-hmm. of a break. I hadn't touched it in mm-hmm. two months, is what my villagers were telling me. Mm-hmm. They're like, wow, wow, we haven't talked to you in two months. I killed three cockroaches in my Animal Crossing house. Saw their little. Isn't it sad when they're little ghosts? Oh, it's not sad. It's satisfying. <laughs> oh, God, you're so Slytherin. Uh, like bug ghosts. And my bugs, my bugs. I have been reading a lot over the past week. You have. I read two books this past weekend. Um, weekend. Weekend. Yes. In two days, I read two books. Okay. Let. Let me interrupt really quick. And I know when Megan's reading because we have this chat group (laughs) with a group of our friends and we literally chat every single day, like just throughout the day about whatever. And I know when Megan's reading is because she won't respond to the chat for like hours. And I'm like, okay, so she's reading. She literally, we had dinner together over the weekend. I mean, obviously we dinner together every night, but that particular day we made dinner we ate it together, literally put her fork down and picked up her book. It was like, okay, bye. <laughs> it's such a good book. It, so on Saturday, <laughs> I started The Unhoneymooners. Um, it was so I did that book exchange on Instagram a while back and somebody had sent me. Oh, my God, Vinny, you look so good as Tom Riddle. <laughs> Holy crud. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh into that. Oh, my goodness. I'm Extractive. sorry. Uh, wow, you look really good. <laughs> <laughs> and then he follows up with oh, that. Oh boy! Okay. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. So good. I need to. Uh, I'm a little warm. <laughs> no I'm kidding. Oh, whoa! <laughs> this. So good to Okay. Uh, so I read The Unhoneymooners, which was the book that was sent to me um, with the book exchange, and literally read it in a day and a couple hours. I read, I read that book all day Saturday, and then I finished it like before lunch on Sunday. Um, it was really, really good. It's just like one of those really good, lighthearted reads. I love 
chiclet. I've said it a million times before. It's just my jam. I just really enjoy it. It's super lighthearted. It was funny. Um, it had like all the good ups and downs of a love story. Highly recommend it because also I want to check out more of their books. So the authors, oh, the author goes by Christine, Christina Lauren, I think. And it's actually a pair of friends who write books together. So it is two people who wrote this book, but they have quite a few other ones as well. So I want to get some more by them. And then Sunday afternoon until like, I think I finished it at like 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, I read Red, White, and Royal Blue, which was fantastic. Great book. Um, it was It was just nice to like watch a love story like that play out between two guys. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. I really liked it a lot. Highly recommend it. Um, if anybody doesn't know what it's about, it's about the first son falling in love with the Prince of England and overcoming those huge obstacles. Um, and coming out. And yeah. I mean, like lot. it's the whole shebang. Both of them are not out. <laughs> They, yeah, it's, it's just very good. It's very good. So, um, highly recommend next on my list is either JVN's book, which I still haven't read yet, but Ooh. I have it downloaded on my Kindle. We're going to the beach tomorrow in the morning. So I think I might take a book. Um, <laughs> I will not, will not the be feeding the seagulls. <laughs> I won't. Um, Are you going to go into the water? Just no, probably feet. not. <laughs> Uh, so I think I might take JVN's book or I will take Eleanor and Park. I'm not sure. One of those two. So, but yeah, I've really enjoyed getting into reading again. It's been nice. That's Except, nice. yeah, when I get when I start reading, I get into it and I don't stop. Like Tiffany said, like, I don't think I looked at my phone like hardly at all over the weekend, which yeah. honestly was a nice break. So and then there's me. So lonely, so lonely. You read so too, ma'am. You could talk about that. <laughs> and no, you I played didn't. Mario. Go I for didn't. it. I'm done. That's all I got. I did. I, I looked at her. I looked at your logged hours. My logged hours? Well, we're combined. Yeah. We oh, are. well, actually, no, no we're, we're separate. separate. You're right. You're right. No, you're not. Oh, um, man. That means me alone had 800 yes. hours. <laughs> Megan, you, there yeah. were nights when you would pull like all nighters and go really late. Yeah, I mean, we actually had a whole weekend where we stayed up. It was awesome. It was the bomb. I can't do that all the time because no. I'm like old, but. <laughs> all right, let's see. I've been diving back into video games. I started Mario Odyssey. I'm back in Animal Crossing. And uh, Brandon has inspired me to pull out an old school Pokemon game. So I'm super stoked to start that. Wait, what are you playing? Think, What's a Pokemon? I think I'm going to do Soul Silver. <gasps> I was going to play Heart <sighs> Gold with her, black. but we can't find a charger for my DS. Get out. I was trying to find Why a charger. Go on eBay. Trying to find yeah. a charger. And, I, and Meg, like, I talked about it also. All night, and Meg's like, you're obsessed with this. I was like, I want you to play. Well, with I just me. wanted her to like just play it because she's like talking about wanting to play Soul Silver, and I'm like, just play it. It's okay that like I can't play right now. It's not a big deal. And she's like, No, I want you to play it with me. Do they have a bronzed foot game? Get out of here. Heart gold, yo. Heart gold. <laughs> um, foot can bronze, we man. pour one out for the Nintendo DS? They are no longer going to make those. What? Those like not even tell. the 3DS? Mm, I don't know. I just know that they are no oh. longer making the 
Well, I guess the yeah. Switch is kind of like a I mean, really it can glorified DS. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what they need to just remake? <laughs> is just just bring back the Dude, game I would buy Aren't they like 10 years old? Yeah, they are pretty I old. have my How OG Game Boy. It, it is the emulator. OG Game Boy. What does that mean? Yeah, Brandon, Brandon I need to I talk to you. I understand that lingo. You need to help me. But <laughs> you don't need to help me, but I would appreciate if you helped me. <laughs> you need to. So I've been diving. I have some type of DS, I think. Yeah, you have a DS yeah, light, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's pink. Mine is but also pink. Up. Oh my I god, have the a pink DS, DS that I think I'm going to give to Alana. Released in 2010. When was the regular DS released? Because that's what I have. Lordy. <laughs> I was in college. I had a red Mario Kart one, Sick. and that was. 2006 oh my gosh i still actually also have my game boy color katie just found it <laughs> mm-hmm. my green one loved it lime green uh i had a green one really and then someone stole <gasps> it rude for shame mm-hmm. out of my wrestling bag at a wrestling tournament in michigan i will never forget it so lame. took all my games That's awful yeah it was probably the worst okay so diving back into video games <laughs> lifting i only have two weeks left in my program which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, reading. I read Boy Erased, which was heavy, mm. but good. Um, yeah, and I'm really excited to go do a Florida thing tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to go watch the sunrise <laughs> on the beach. Yeah. They're going that oh, early. Yeah. Also hoping what it'll be to leave? super quiet because it'll be so early. Uh, it's like an hour and 15 minutes away from here, so. What time's the sunrise? 7.15. Oh, that's not as bad as Well, I you'll want to get there before the yeah, day well, actually yeah, watch yeah. rise. Um, so I'll text you when you guys wake up to work out, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's rude, because I have cardio tomorrow. Hey, I had hit today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll empower you through the power of text. Tell me, jump froggy. All right, Sasa, what you doing? Um, I got my hair done today. It looks super Looking cute. Looking good. Gorge. Um, by the time this comes out, I'm hoping I'm further along with my biked miles. But as of October 1st, I have 300 miles I've biked. So I have 700 more before the end so of the year. So proud of you. So I'm either going to do 200 is the minimum I'm going to do for October. But I might sh- try to like shoot for 250. Because then, like, that'll give me, like, an edge so I don't have to, like, rush to get 250 in in November and 250 in December. I love when you texted me and you were like, should I do it? And I was like, well, so, like, yeah, let's go. Today is a Thursday. It's October 1st. And what I was going to do was do, I did 20 miles on Tuesday. And then I was like, okay, I'll do 20 miles on Tuesday, 20 miles on thursday and then do 10 miles or 20 on tuesday and wednesday and then do 10 on thursday to make it to 300 but then i was like i really would rather just have like 300 done in september so i did 30 miles yesterday and my tush is sore um proud of you but i don't regret it just tired and even now i'm tired um so that's pretty much all i have going on School, work, biking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When did I start? I started in like um, August. So like I started like the first couple of times I did 
the very first time I biked, I biked for th- like a little over 30 minutes. Cause when I got to 30, I was, I had biked like 5.7 miles and, um, I needed it to be like an even like number being like, it could have been 5.0. Like I didn't want any extra point. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, needed I to be like a saying. whole number. That's what I'm looking it's like for. Like when I pump gas. So I did six, six the first time I biked, seven the second, eight, and then the rest of them were either um, like 10, 15, or 20. Because um, then I was like, I'm just going to bike 10 miles because it's easy. Do you feel like your endurance has gotten better? I don't know. Do you so like, like turn some up days, the tension like, some or days anything? I really try to like get the mileage. Like, do you go hard? Quick? Like, what do you do? Um, it depends on how I'm feeling. Like, there's some days where I struggle to get to 10 miles because I'm like over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like a little bit slower. Sometimes I switch up the resistance. Um it just depends. And then sometimes I just try like, um, cause I, I just want to get in, like, I want to make sure I'm sweating. I want to get in the mile. So like go breathless, everybody. I don't know if people know that about working out. Like, you know, you've reached like somewhat of a limit when you're going not breathless, like you can't breathe, but when you're breathing heavy, yeah, like that's a good thing. Like you're, you're pushing yourself. Yeah. And I, I don't like to do that to the point where like I can't breathe not like you're saying mm-hmm. so like what I'll do is I'll go kind of hard for like maybe two miles or like two minutes mm-hmm. um maybe not two miles but like maybe two minutes of me going really really hard mm-hmm. and then like slow it down a bit I probably average like maybe 12 miles an hour I would say um the fastest I've gone is 10 miles in 41 minutes mm-hmm. and I started out the fastest I did 10 miles I want to say at the beginning was close to almost 50. So like 48, I think was the number that I, the very first time I did 10 miles was 48 minutes. Proud of you. But I don't always do it in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Good job. Thanks. I'm excited for you to be ready to pick up some weights. And yeah. And like, that's the thing. Cause I was thinking, cause I, I know the reason I'm going so hard now is because I'm trying to reach that a thousand miles. Cause I'm a competitive mm-hmm. person even though I'm just technically competing with myself, whatever. It's good. That's what you gotta um, do, man. And I was thinking like mm-hmm. for next year, like I'm going to have to give myself a goal, but I don't want to do it too high mm-hmm. because all I'm doing right now is biking because I'm biking. I'm like taking up like 45 minutes to an hour and a half. And then like yesterday when I did 30 miles, I was like, I think like an two, two hours and 10 minutes. So like it's taking up a massive amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't want to, I don't want to go crazy with the miles next year. Cause I also want to take time mm-hmm. to like lift the weights and do all, th- I don't have room right now anyways. Cause like everything's still discombobulated upstairs, but right. <sighs> yeah. I do want to do that. I, I mean, have time. no, I get it. And I have been reading an, another book. I've been reading a book called you can drop it. It was recommended to me by my friend. You could um, drop it and you could pick it back up. Carrie. <laughs> um, shout out to laura and eileen but she recommended this book i'm literally only on chapter four Which and book? i is it the one i told her told yesterday oh, yeah the, the, i can drop one, that you one or you can drop it, it or whatever how do you have it do you have it on ebook i do tiffany honestly so can you screenshot it and send it to me <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding um there's not been like a fitness routine that I've ever like sat back and said, wow, 
I feel like this could change my life. Not fitness routine, nutritional plan. Um, because the plan that this woman, her name, oddly enough, is Ilana with an huh. I. Huh. Um, you can drop it. Is that what it's called? Yeah. She was um, overweight for like much of her like adolescence and all of that. And then one day she she figured out that she's a volume eater, which means she needs to eat a lot to stay like satiated. And so she also talks about like emotional eating, which I feel like a lot of people don't talk about. And before I read this book, well, say I read this book, I'm four chapters in. Before I read it, though, I never associated myself with being an emotional eater. Oh, I totally am. But say I am boredom. <laughs> so, but there are many different types of emotional eaters, and I fit into two of the categories. And it floored me, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's me. And um, a lot of her plan, it's something that you can do for the rest of your life. It's not a diet by any means. You don't count calories. You don't measure things out. So what she has you do, I guess we could probably talk about this off. We could talk about this on Discord, but a lot of it has to do with um veggies and water and it's just it's great so we'll talk about it on um discord and if anybody wants to have a fitness felix files we can do that um i just also want to talk about one thing that could be fun that um i'm going to say now like this is just a trigger warning for um like miscarriages and everything because it came to my attention that it's um besides being breast cancer awareness month which is like everyone remembers that it's being october um it is also like infancy and pregnancy loss month um and i was telling this to tiffany i'm like i especially with like chrissy teigen like coming out and having that heart-wrenching story um that like a lot of the women in my life that have been pregnant have also experienced this so um i just want to talk about it because i just my heart goes out to anyone that that's happened to because it's awful um i mean there's no there's not I, there are no words um i can't even so fathom. i'm sending you my mm-hmm. love my thoughts my prayers a big swish hug i just want to talk about that because it's sad it is i was really sad whenever i read that because it's, it's uh you know i i feel like yesterday i was looking at her twitter and it's just amazing mm-hmm. how fast things can change yeah life is fragile man yeah it's a it's amazing we populate this earth (laughs) yep yeah so yeah i know more friends who have had trouble than have not Mm -hmm. and it is it's a world that that gives me anxiety to delve into if i'm being honest so if it would have been as normalized back when I was going through that, that it is now, I would have had not an easier time, but probably a more um, supported time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to, yeah. I mean, it's nothing I've gone through, so I can't exactly speak to it, but I do want to speak to anybody who has gone through it uh, or to remember that it's okay to talk about it. 
um, with yeah. with anybody that you feel you need to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So my heart goes out to everyone. It's 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 an awful thing to go through. Um, yeah, but I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm sending my love. Well, I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll take it, and we can spread it around and give everybody love. Okay. Is that all? I think yeah. so. What's this for? Hmm. For love and latte. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'll do for love and lattes. All right. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing. Jump in my voice. <laughs> don't say. No, don't say. Uh, let's go back to Katie. Thanks, Tiffany. You're the best. <laughs> Katie's really good at voices but doesn't have the confidence in herself to really do them that's oh accurate no that's an accurate statement but you're so good like you are better way better at them than you think you are thank you I'll practice so that Did I can be compliments not to rank us but we all know I'm the best at voices <laughs> Tiffany's pretty good I'd say like depending on the day you and Tiffany are like second and third I agree and then Megan just needs practice and also more confidence yeah, I yeah. think Meg gets nervous that she's going to do it wrong, but it's okay if Me- you do it wrong. But Meg does a great... Who does it ombre, right is the right. real question. You do a great umbrage. You do. And I love your Mundungus. Oh, thanks. Oh, man. Thanks. I forgot about good old... Give me a... forgot about good old dung. 